All right. Boom. Are we in there? We're in there. In there like swimwear. We're talking about pissing in the sink with DJ Throwdown. We going cold openings? Who are you? I, it's cold outside. It's cold down here. Cold opening. It's cold policy. Episode 95 of Chrome Bills with special, special guest. Who, 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 who are you? Fresh off the DMC finals. Fresh. I feel like I just saw you about a month ago. You did. I saw you in New York, dog. I was thrilled DJ to see Throwdown. you walk in the place. The whole left side of the building was Team Throwdown. It was like... It was like my wedding day, dude. <laughs> and you married the turntables. Dude, you had the biggest, you had the biggest supporting, uh, supporting group there, or biggest group of supporters, that, and you were from three states away. That's pretty fucking impressive. That's what every single one of the, uh, of the competing DJs and the coordinators and just everyone there, they were like, Doug, you came out deep. <laughs> like, well, I'm pretty sure we some pissed of these off dudes the are from state. like <laughs> Some of these dudes are from like... That part of Manhattan too. <laughs> like I didn't even get on the subway. <clears throat> I mean, I I just gotta say, like, mad love for all my people that went out of their way to be there, including you. I mean, it, it means so much. Of course, like, I, I really didn't ask hardly any of these people. I wasn't like, come on, man, I need you to come up and support. I need as many people. I wasn't like that. I was like, I just want to go to this thing and do what I do like I've literally I've been DJing for 14 and a half years now that's that's a long fucking time well, did you say half I said half oh, <laughs> <laughs> where'd that imply are you like he's where big, are you from he's a big Night Rider fan um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Arlington Arlington what's your background <laughs> uh, like ethnicity yeah shit I'm uh, I'm half Italian okay but I tell people I'm full Italian okay that's the only respect. side oh I, know. I can respect. relate respect we have that in By common <laughs> <laughs> What's the other half? Like, are you? You're like I, I'm ashamed uh, of that Irish, shit. Irish. Okay. Um, right. So you're drunk and hungry all the time. So I went to this uh, Catholic <laughs> elementary school. Doing the reels. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was a private Catholic element. What was it St. James? Okay. And, um, you live in Falls Church, don't you? I so do. it's like right around there. Okay. And sorry, I'm not trying to. That's all good. I'll put your mailing address. Your home on address. Yeah. <laughs> and a list of your fears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I got taught by nuns. I got okay. taught by priests and nuns, and uh, that's some shit right there, dude. Yeah. Especially when you get to high school. Did you get your uh, wrist slapped? I always hear about the wrist dude, slapping with had, like the meter <laughs> stick. I went from St. James Catholic Elementary, and I went into Bishop O'Connell. Catholic high school in yeah. Arlington, which like Howard Stern was on the air many years ago and actually called out Bishop O'Connell in some raunchy joke. He was like 90% of the high school sluts in America, blah, blah, blah. And the other 10% all go to O'Connell. <laughs> and so the disciplinarian like flipped his shit. And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, there was this nun that used to roam the halls. She had this... Um, situation with her eyeballs like they were like segmented like they looked in opposite directions right, so right. you never really knew if she was looking at you or not and i swear to god she would walk the high the the hallway with the authentic human femur in her hand and just what? scream at all the freshmen <laughs> that's what she lived for they kind of let her just be there to like strike fear into the hearts <laughs> of the the, the young bucks that's like criminal behavior it's, though i mean Somebody's the Catholic- gotta arrest that nun <laughs> Sounds like a Key and Peele like, sketch. Yeah, where did you get that femur? Like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. A heathen. Uh, so, so what you're saying is that uh, the reason you got into hip hop was because you started listening to DC Talk. Is that what you're telling me? Man, I think you know. I will have to say my Catholic school background. That's that's where I found real hip hop. Um, yeah. Huh. I was into like you know punk rock and like heavy metal and shit when I was in middle school. I was a really angry young kid, and then. Uh, I don't know. I went to uh, 
I'll put it to you like this. This dude back in my school used to serve weed to the entire area. Respect. And I don't know. You just It's just like weed and hip-hop go hand in hand. They kind of do. <laughs> they kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I go over to this dude's house with my boy, and, I mean, the dude was set. Like, he lived with his mom. Um, How old is <laughs> he? My man was hooked up. He lived it, in his I was mom's like basement. 16. <laughs> okay, had so a, you are in high school by this I'm point. In, I'm in high school. They had a, I'm thinking y'all are in like sixth grade and this dude's just running shit. I mean... <laughs> so it took uh, him a while to get up to that point. At this point in time, and, and honestly, like, I, I don't even know what his background was. All I know is I would go to this dude's house, right? He's got... It's a one-story house with a basement and his mom had the whole first floor and he had the whole basement and you walk in and this dude's got like a water bed and a weight set and a white leather oh, wraparound yeah. couch with oh. every video game system and this like bumping ass like sound system and but all these cats would be over there they'd be having like black book battles and like a bunch of b-boys like busting freezes like okay. right there and uh, mcs out the wazoo yeah and uh i think like vinnie vicious would be over there okay and uh shout out fucking non and okay. like K Skills, Sloppy like, Joe. <laughs> it was just amazing because I had never experienced that before. I'm like a skinny white boy from the suburbs. Like right. it takes a minute to kind of fall into the right places. And I was just, I just waltzed right into this house that had, you know, MCing and graffiti and DJing and b-boying just exploding out the frame. And I, and, yeah. and they're playing like dilated peoples on the speakers and right. most deaf. And like I was just like, dude, I got to get my hands on this shit. Right. And, you know, I had played multiple instruments growing up. I played, uh, you know, trumpet, baritone, piano, uh, drums, bass guitar, Holy regular shit. guitar, wow. blah, blah, blah. And then I found turntables through going to that kid's house. And I was like, dude, this is it. I'm, so I'm you went right into, right into DJing? And, uh, yeah. You didn't I, try to rhyme or anything like that? First? No, I did all that, dude. Okay, I, I used to, you know, I, I wanted to do all... All four elements, all, elements. all five elements, really, yeah, yeah. if you throw in the beatboxing. Okay. And uh, I, actually, some of my homies in high school, like, I had this, um, what was it? It was an Osiris G-Pack. No, an Osiris G-Bag. It was like a skateboarding backpack that oh. had a built-in 12 AA battery-powered amplifier with a little pouch on top that you could put your disc man in. Okay. And two, it's like... Pretty powerful system. <laughs> oh, wow. Three and a half inch speakers, <clears throat> like one on each side, and... It was dope. It would hold a skateboard. I mean, I came up skate skateboarding and smoking weed and hip hop all go hand in hand. But uh, that's amazing. I'm gonna have to go through and edit the shit out of this interview, Why? and Why? The, so that you know, my parents would be like, "Oh, so you were on the radio? Can I hear yeah. that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, shout, out, shout out to your parents. Mom, shout I'm out to my parents. Yeah. Mom, I'm gonna give you a different version. And, and do you have any weed money? I mean, do you have twenty dollars? <laughs> so oh, Steve asked if you uh, went right for the DJing. I have to always ask this question. And I'll preface it by saying, you you have a nice, strong rap name or DJ name that is Throwdown. There isn't any other Throwdowns, right? If you Google it, that yeah, that's like a great. Correct. Oh, there's another that Throwdown. Oh, that's not, not correct. correct. Well, I don't know of any, so fuck them. To touch but on so that. But so, did you have? I almost did you have any other Twitter today? You know why? Because when you. I when they posted the results from the the regionals, they tagged they, the wrong dude. They tagged the wrong motherfucker, and I oh I what the fell fuck? Off. Are you serious? I was so bombarded by all the just the response from everybody. I was like, dude, I, I got to like, let this shit simmer for a minute. So yeah. I kind of fell off and came on a week later and I'm like scrolling through all the tweets and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is dope. This is dope. Wait a minute. What the fuck? This yeah. fucking 
Di- all right. Did you the, get at them about that? There's a dude named DJ Throwdown in like the Bronx, I want to say. Okay. But spelled the way that you do without exact a exact same way. Oh, seriously. He's an older African American gentleman. That That's a dude I saw on Twitter. Does his thing. I'm not, you know, especially familiar with his work. I've checked it out a little bit. It's funny, like over the years, uh, you know, like I'll get the MySpace page, but then he'll get the like Yahoo account. Possibly. But I'll get the right. I'll get I'll get the the Facebook, but he's got the Twitter and the Instagram. Right. But I'll get the the website URL right. and um you should you should have a throwdown throwdown um, battle dude, for the you name. know hip hop would dictate y'all just got to settle the shit right. in a battle that's right. who gets to keep right. the name and i don't know i've been wondering like it's probably okay i'll put it like this like um all the apartments i've ever lived in i used to try to be like the nice neighbor that you know moves in and knocks on everyone's door hey how you doing i'm ross you know right, um, right. i make music you know if i'm ever pissing you off like here's my number you can just Tell me to turn it down. But then, you know, these motherfuckers are like super quick to just be like, um, excuse me, you know, and it's like 6 p.m. on a Tuesday and they're telling me to cut it off. So nowadays I learned to just never don't introduce give myself the, don't to give anyone. Them the opportunity. They'll, they could be sitting there fuming, you know, late at night being like this, this dick cheese is like keeping me up and I got to be at work. But they know they don't know me. So but then they try to contact you and they hit up the dude from the bar. <laughs> like, Turn the fucking music down. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm outside. <laughs> I kind of feel like at this point it's probably better if uh, we just don't right. even go there. It's okay. not like a whole lot's going to be, it's What's, not going to end well. So like, for our listeners, yeah. you spell it throw down T-H-R-O-D-O-W-N. Right. And nowadays all my social media, it's, DJ Throwdown DC just to help differentiate. Okay, and I've noticed after the DMC's homie up north changed his to DJ Throwdown NYC. Hey, that's okay. nice though. That's that's good cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think sure. that's it should be civil. You Respect know, I mean, we're all you. working DJs. We're all trying to right. you know do what we do. And it needs like, to be like a hip hop registry for names. Well, or <laughs> we need to have the other Throwdown. It's a really good idea. And, and one night when he's here and have them talk it out face uh, to face. I mean, if you have two throwdowns in the same space at the same time, that's going to create some sort of weird loophole. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Well, it'd be <laughs> easy enough to get them down here because the slush fund, you know, petty cash, it's overflowing. You can send uh, money to chromebills at gmail.com via PayPal. True. 50s, 100s. Very nice. We take nice. it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let me ask you this. Did Quarters, you, nickels, dimes. Quarter, yeah. Did you contact the DMCs when you saw that stuff? Like, yo, you tagged the wrong dude. I was just on Facebook and I hit up Christy. I was like, yo, actually, by the way, this is the right link to the right dude. Can she they go do- back and change it? And she was like, oh man, I feel so bad for that other guy. You know, uh, I hope he's, I hope he's okay with it. How would it work? I got out a, I got a for question him? for you. <laughs> What's up? I got a question. Did did Rags find out that they tagged the wrong guy? Because that could be the type of thing to set off meltdown number two. Rags is my fucking pit bull, like, (laughs) in the clutch. (laughs) If I need someone to go get fucked up because they fucked up, I'm going to sick Rags on him. Big Daddy Rags. He looks out like no one else. That dude, I have so much history with that dude, and I got so much love for that guy. He is literally, I have to tell you, like, let me think. When When did I meet you guys? I want to say Cole, it was the Echo Boom. I met you guys you, when I was like 20. Probably 03. Shout out, shout out to Hickey. 02, yeah, shout out to Hickey for like kind of making this interview happen. For sure. Absolutely. Actually, I hope he gets the chance to listen to this. And he told me I'm supposed to tell Hell you yeah. all about how when we opened up for Vanilla Ice oh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear all yes. that. Yes, yeah, I'm actually. writing that down. So pretty much I'm 31 now. I started DJing on my 17th birthday. Gangster. Um... By the time I and the thing is, I didn't know anybody back then. I knew not a person who could show me shit. So I had to like listen to mixtapes and just kind of figure it out. 
and then I get to college and you know they got a little hip hop scene they had like the Nancy Reagan um, with all the or Rich Matic actually it was called back then with right. uh, Bobby Labee and like Mordecai right. and Crames and uh, Barnacles <clears throat> shout out to all those homies and that's where I got I think Mordecai gave me like my very 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 first opportunity to like spin in front of people was he involved with Bugs Raleigh did you know them? I didn't know those guys. No. Okay, uh, I mean he's involved with like everybody. Okay, Mor- Mordecai puts in work. Yeah, like he's. Did you say Crames? Crames, yeah, like Cobra Crames, Crames? like Cobra Crames. Yeah, man. that dude is so sick. He's killing he's it, man. He. Man. I used to have a radio show in Richmond uh, on WRIR, ninety-seven point three. Okay. It was my roommate Logan and Crames, and then Logan brought me on, and that's how I guess I got to work with Crames. He was a uh, sick DJ. He's yeah, he's he's come a long way, dude. I'm I'm really proud of that guy. Sure. I saw him at a show recently um out here. Okay. And I actually put one of his tracks as like my intro to the, you know, current mixtape I had back then cuz I was like, dude, like he he was one of those guys that used to produce the uh-huh. beats. Right. And like for I forget who he was DJing for, but he would make all the beats for his like rapper that was like MC and shit. But then Crams would also come out from behind the, the booth and spit his verse, and then he would get back behind the decks and fucking do cuts and shit. And I was just like, yo, mad respect for that. All right. those guys that used to do that triple threat shit, J Zone did it, uh, J Live would do it, uh-huh. fucking uh, Edon and Insight Edo- would do Edon. that. I used to love that shit, man. Like it was just. It was so mind blowing, you know. Right. Actually, because of uh, <coughs> Edon and Insight and J Live, you know, J Live would do his bragging rights routine. He would with the mic stand. He would come that's up, move caveat. his DJ that's out the, the way. Caveat, yeah, so he had the mic on the mic stand. Not and to, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying that's no. The I mean, it's still. It was people. crazy. We saw because uh, we were playing all those shows at uh, at Jacks in in Springfield like ten, twelve years ago when okay. it, before it turned into yep. Empire. J Live came and played there. That's when uh, Rum Punch Media. Man Bites Dog Records. They okay. were throwing all those shows there. And uh, so Jay Live did his thing, and he's doing bragging rights. He's juggling the beat on both records like while he's spitting, and you could hear one of the records skip. And so he just moves it to the other record, and you watch him like pick the needle up his off needle the record dropping. that fucked up and like get it right back in the same spot and cue it up and then just keep juggling while he's still spitting his verse. Like never, ever missed a beat. Like Deep concentration. Yeah, for real, dude. And I just, I love that shit so much. So much that, you know, the boomies, like when I came up with them, the Echo Boomers, for anybody that doesn't know that. So that's you. <laughs> the boomies. The, the, the boomies. That was like you, that. Hickey, and, and That was Hickey and Jeff. I mean, they really were like the brains of the operation. They had our buddy, um, Grant Who Barley. Who are you? Sorry, that was me. I had to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> um, so. Don't toss that again. Don't ever don't touch it. You're gonna break it. <laughs> don't touch the record. Um, and and minus was involved in all this too, right? Minus, Steve? dude. Wow. Minus. I knew him from uh, Catholic school at St. James Elementary. Wow. <laughs> I met that, that motherfucker. At, he's uh, actually the, as I, I used to mention every episode when I was working at the bar. He's the one who got me the job there. Oh, for real? Mm. Yeah. How crazy is that? We're at um, American Ice Company. Really? That record's for you, by the way. Really? <laughs> Only if you autograph it, though. Sure. Yo, actually, so I took a picture. I, I, all right, so I, you went to your phone. I want to know. I want to <coughs> know the vanilla story, and I want to know it now. So vanilla Ice. Are you, you remember? Ice I, I took a picture of this Holy autograph shit. that I have on my wall. Is K Chrome NCs no from way. 2004. No way. Can you text and that to me? I have no yeah. recollection of that. 
It's uh, I couldn't tell based on whatever the the CD insert that you guys tagged. It's, it's up. like three doctors making a pizza. Is well, that's how they kind of rap. Oh, that's on uh, that's on one of my uh, one of my albums. Then <laughs> resonated consumers was three doctors making a pizza. Right. <laughs> no, it's um, the it forbidden is. It's, it's kind of green, it's right? The forbidden for forbidden fruits uh, creates make many, jams. many jams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You text me that. Yeah, I can tell it's you. Amazing. That. Um, <clears throat> vanilla ice, man. Yeah, please it's, do. Yeah. So as you can see, I don't stay on one topic for more than like fifteen. That's seconds, fine. Neither so, do we. Um, <laughs> and I have so many things I want to tell you guys. Like I've been looking forward to this for a minute because I literally came up with these two fools right here like you guys and even to this day i will say you know i i guess as a dj you know in the hip-hop circuit eventually everybody's different but i just kind of felt um very confined to that role that a dj plays especially like in a rap group like mm-hmm. you're kind of backing up these other guys and i just i wanted to branch out and and do shit my way so yeah. i kind of moved into this broad spectrum of like electronic music and whatever and uh but i'm so so privileged to have come from the roots that i did like fucking with like k chrome and C's mics and flex matthews and like mike the finite and dj sound right. and all these guys because even now like at this moment in time in 2015 like looking at all that shit back then i mean that was the shit in dc like you guys are the ogs that that upheld the, Thanks, the realist hip-hop in this area and i kind of you know I, I it's hard to stay on top of all the the things that i have my hands in now i mean i'm literally like uh even just tonight like i had to go to teach at a dj school in herndon and then come here for this hip-hop radio show and then tomorrow i'm throwing this like global bass music party downtown at tropicalia and the day after that i'm working a wedding and then the day after that i'm teaching at the other dj school and then the following week i'm playing like a top 40 dance party and you know uh, it's, it's just DJ battles, like all these different genres. So, it's but really you, hard but to you, stay you're the kind of, of person you you need That's to dope. you, you keep you need though, to, dude. and you also enjoy staying busy. That's the impression. I, I guess, get. dude. I'm, I'm, I feel like the most overworked DJ ever right okay. now, and my paycheck does not reflect. I was gonna that. say, <laughs> you can pay though. I, mean, I, shit. I do not have the the hella ducats coming in right now. I'm working on it. Well, do you think that doing all this stuff now will yield that eventually? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all a matter of uh, organization. I mean, you're not a dummy. You're, like, you know what you're doing. You <laughs> I'm know not why as you're dumb doing as it. I look. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Does the DMC finalist thing provide like a bump yeah, as far as book- bookability? Bump, dude. I've been doing this shit for a long time, and I think, honestly, I've just kind of been spinning in circles. Like, you could literally put a camera in the upper corner of my apartment yeah. and just put it on fast forward over the span of 12 hours watching me try to clean my place and I will literally spin in circles like I'll pick something up do it for 10 minutes and right. then turn my head and get distracted and do right. some other thing and nothing ever gets finished so <laughs> yeah it is it's like how are you able to focus on routines then um it's like a are you ever like yo I'm hungry thing? now and just walk out, walk out mid routine it's a it's a focus thing it's like I can either not focus at all or yeah. super hyper mega ultra obsessive focus yeah. so there's no like in yeah. between so I don't know it Do you, really the DMC really really made it happen dude I mean honestly ain't shit's changed over here I'm still the same you know dumbass that I was before all that happened but <laughs> it's just words on a page and our human society is so fickle like that i mean a, a title right just a few words changes everything right it's amazing well, how, how about this though <laughs> going going one step forward in the youtube generation have they started putting out the videos for the performance because i know everyone i talk to i'm just like 
you have to see it. You have to I mean, see I'm, it because I, I don't know if you listened to. to uh, we did like a recap of it, and I was I had gone the year before too uh, when ID won it, and obviously, dude is incredibly dope. ID. But I thought holding it down. I thought top DMV. to bottom. <laughs> I thought top to bottom the comp was ridiculous for 2015. I thought everyone was dope, and Everybody I still thought you it. had the best set. But like it was. I thought you killed it. I, I thought you had a disadvantage by going last, uh, which is weird because in the MC battle, I'd rather go last. Uh, I, not to rustle any jimmies, but... Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so pretty much like th- there's been this kind of debate across the turntable as community that the DMC being held in New York year after year after year... Favors um, New York City DJ. You know, I, I Christy Z, the lady who is the CEO and you know head boss lady of DMC. God bless her soul. Like seriously, that woman is single handedly upholding the art of turntables in America. Yeah, I yeah. mean, dude, I in all the years I've been doing this, like I always from you know I saw Scratch the movie and what was that like two thousand. And I was blown. Like, I'm seeing all these people, you know, Rob Swift and Mixmaster Mike and Qbert and, yeah. like, Bulletproof Space Travelers and Christy Z. And I find out that the lady who's responsible for, you know, dr- she is the driving force behind all this in the U.S. I was like, it's a girl doing that? Yo, that is the baddest chick on the planet, straight up. I've always said that. I've always wanted to meet her. And I've always seen Cool DJ Red Alert hosting and he's been hosting for a long for time, like though. 20 years yeah. a long uh, time yeah <laughs> chuck's seen some highlights of Rock his performance <laughs> esquire <laughs> yeah my man esquire. likes that like to have a sip or two i can't be uh, mad <laughs> but you know which i was listening to the id interview um earlier this afternoon and y- y'all were talking about that too mm-hmm. and it's like I guess once you've been doing it for so long, you put like decades into the shit, you earn the right to just sit oh, up there yeah. and just oh, it's fucking red alert, let dude. the train go off the tracks a little bit. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, talking to people that have done 95 podcasts. Let me tell you that actually, as long <laughs> as we're talking about red alert, shit goes off the tracks sometimes. Mad love for that dude too. Like I, what I'm trying to say is that Christy Z and uh, red alert, like I've been watching them in every single DMC video thing for like years and years Pretty and years much, i've yeah. always wanted to meet them i've always fantasized about like jesus that would be so tight to be up on that stage in new york and get to do my thing and you know in front of a national audience and meet these people that have they are my role models you know right. and and so to, the opportunity to be able to go up there and and do that like i thought it was it wasn't even a remote possibility do they you know? have this is just a very intricate question do they have somebody in there like calibrating all the turntables to make sure that shit they must dude because like, like those turntables feel like they had you know three guys making a pizza what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> now they got they get um you know rain mixers that okay. have like innovators in them and just feel like ultra butter smooth like they were just born like okay. five minutes ago okay and I gotta think that's and come even a long just way, the like, lighting is right and uh-huh. the temperature is right. It's okay. warm enough that like you still got your body heat going on, but it's cool enough that your hands aren't like super slimy, slippery, and they make you fuck up your routines. Like I notice all these little things about it, and I just can't s- say enough how much I appreciate the care that Christy and her crew puts into like curating this event perfectly. Even now, so many years in, where let's face it, like it's kind of we're fighting. The it's extinction faded a little bit. of it. Oh, totally, man. And I deal with this on a regular basis teaching at this DJ school. Shouts to Beat Refinery. Coolest yep. job ever. DJ Rags actually uh, bestowed that job upon me. Sick. 
Um, so, you know, I got... Friend of the show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Papa Chirp. Uh, I told him I was going to roast his ass on this show tonight. <laughs> give us, your best, give us your, best, your best line about him. Uh, what is there that I could possibly say? Um, he's kind of a perfect guy. He is a perfect guy. It. He's such a gentleman, and he's also Italian, so I already got love for him. He's right addicted to jazz. Reganisi. Uh, you know. There is that. Reganisi. Hey, Reganisi. We he do is. have to talk to him about the jazz addiction, though. You're right about that. <laughs> you know it's gotten out of hand. I need this jazz. It's I need it now. It's all these Bob James records all over his <laughs> house and shit. <laughs> right. Um, so, all right. So, wait a minute. Okay. Vanilla you, Ice. Well, Vanilla Ice. Is that uh, where you're going with this? I don't did know. They, were they able to go back and correct everything when they had tagged you incorrectly? How did that I, I, conversation go? It's a lot of go? work. I mean, honestly, like, Christy Z is a one-woman army. And, um, okay. I mean, the fact that she gets as much done as she does, like, I'm not expecting her to stay on top of every little thing, especially when, you know, my I have some guy in New York who's got my same name. Right. You, you're probably just flying through Twitter handles, like, oh, there it is, boom. Right, you know what I'm saying. So, like, I, I get it. It's uh, honestly, I think the best exposure I got out of all of this was going to the U.S. Finals, having 50 homies come from every state, from Virginia all the way up to New York, to support. And you know, when people are like, "Oh yeah, dog, I'm totally gonna be there," you don't really expect yeah. it's gonna happen. When I walked in that place, like, I kind of turned my head at one point, and the entire left side of the room was all Team Throwdown. I was like, "There's fucking." Jeff and the whole Gorilla Fist squad and there's my like subtropic homies all like six seven dudes that helped me throw this party in DC every month and like here's you know my ex-girlfriend from seven years ago that's one oh. of my best friends and like here's people that live in New York that I haven't talked to in like three years and here's some guy that I met when I was bartending back in 2010 and I like don't even remember his name but here's he's there like yo do you remember me and I was like wow this is literally the closest thing to a wedding day was your first like grade math teacher there like it sounds yeah. like it's coming out the, of the, the, the fucking they were, one with the, the gorilla fist like, thing <laughs> <laughs> the gorilla fist angle was strong because I swear in a, in a place that had probably 400 maybe 500 people in it there were like 40 gorilla fist shirts I'm saying, like, yeah, Jeff got some proper representation in that bitch. Like, Jeff, I gotta say, I've known Jeff as long as I've known you guys, because I met Gorilla Fist right when they started out at at Jack's, when Rome Punch Media was doing all, they they were basically bringing proper hip-hop to Northern Virginia, because they said it couldn't be done, and, like, so they brought, like, Cannibal Ox, and, like, Lewis Logic, and, like, the Beat Nuts, and, like, Wu-Tang, I got this flyer from playing one of those shows with them, it's literally, it's, like, the most majestic flyer I think I have in my entire collection is Inspected Deck, Capadonna, Planet Asia, Afura, DJ Throwdown. That's crazy. So I need to get that shit framed. But I met. I know. Jeff. I'm looking for that. Uh, we opened up. For, I remember it was be, uh, Beat Nuts and Old School Vendetta. Right. Oh, nice. Which was a group that season I were in. Got, got to <laughs> go back and find for one of those Jedi Mind Chicks. Those dudes mm. brought a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, there were some pretty ill shows that went on there. I, apparently, that club is closed now. Jacks with two X's. And I, it's funny. I was well, t- they changed it to Empire, and that was open for a couple years. And I think that supposedly just closed like in the past. Tough year. location. Where was it? Oh, it was good like, venue though. Great venue. Great venue. I did like, have and one, once you were inside the walls. I did <laughs> right. I did have one bone to pick with the venue though. Do you remember that you could only drink in an area confined to because like pretty close to the was, bar? It was a rock 
it was built to be like a metal like rock club. So the mosh pit was the dance floor, and then the you know bar area was like elevated and kind of flanked, like it went around the whole room. So and they wouldn't yep. they wouldn't let you bring the uh, your drinks down onto the floor. Well, that was such an awful place to perform when people were getting drinks because oh, yeah. there was like secluded. It was like a good fifty feet from the stage, but it was like. You're you're paying attention to one or the other in this scenario. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you be you're not getting drunk off of me. So <laughs> that's why I keep a flask in my back Just pocket. Just dump at it all out times. from I'm the not, stage. I'm not wasting my time waiting for <laughs> drinks to come to me. Right. Uh, so what the hell are we talking about? So that's where the we're Echo <laughs> Boomers open for Vanilla Ice. Yeah, yeah. So all right. So is that where it happened? That's where it happened. Awesome. Um, we were doing mad shows for that company. Um, so <laughs> Ryan was the name of the guy that was running that and he booked Vanilla Ice which was a big deal I mean this is like uh, you know 20 years after Ice Ice Baby and all right. that I hadn't really kept up with Vanilla Ice he was like my favorite artist when I was five okay and so <clears throat> this dude now you know fast forward he had since kind of mutated into this like you know rock rap. limp biscuit yeah, like exactly. angry tattoo covered like grizzly guy who has more or less been the laughing stock of pop culture for two decades <laughs> and is really fucking pissed about it. So yeah. and, and is still trying to tell people that ninja rap is hype though. He's like, you need to go back and listen to ninja rap. What was the um the like reality show that was on that he was on? It uh, was like flipping houses and shit, right? Yeah, there was that one. Yeah. I think there was another Flip one was like house? celebrity rehab or something okay. yeah, yeah. where he's like throwing trash can. They show him like some of his old material, old. VHS tapes and oh, CDs and shit. He, he gets it. super pissed he and he just it. starts flipping out. I mean, oh. that's essentially how the dude operates. So, like, we he booked Vanilla Ice and it. <laughs> they kind of had this like over ambitious habit of booking one or two headliners with like twelve or fourteen openers. So it's like a ten-hour show. Like people are like getting stressed out and pissed off that they're uh. sitting around for so long. But so that show because Vanilla Ice is he kind of walks this fine line between like metal and rap right it was the the booking was half like death metal bands like you know dudes wearing gas masks like headbanging and stuff and that then sounds good followed by like flex matthews <laughs> followed, by, like, <laughs> followed, by flex matthews. followed by like you know some other rager like metal you know thra- right. like right. guitar shredding shit yeah. followed right. by like and, the an, echo odd, an odd mix an odd mix and i know cole kind of wants to go in and i'm just wondering which part of this <laughs> is going to make waiting. him explode he's waiting there's like a t- but let's let's get to the story so yeah all right <laughs> um, <laughs> no no before he goes in, I'm not speeding you up. I'm telling so, Cole to not. It's like tick, 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 boom. We've already oh. exchanged a few glances, Chuck. I don't know if you can see that. So, um, I was actually looking at the covers for Vanilla Ice's albums. So he had To the Extreme in 1990. By 2001, classic. He, he had a best of. Classic. There's, only, there's only 10 songs on this. Classic. <laughs> then he went from having a 10-song best of to a 24-song album the same year called Bipolar. Then his magnum opus. It's like, you remember when people would fake do like a Master P cover? Uh-huh. But this is 2005. I guess maybe that like was still Steve going Bills? on. I don't have a Master P cover. <laughs> You need one, no, dude. But your name is Those. your name is goofing on when everyone. Oh, that's was. true. Yeah, oh, yeah, this album yeah. is called Platinum Underground. <laughs> oh shit! And I'm definitely Yo, that's actually dope as hell. <laughs> I actually wanted to sign a guy to different styles. His rap name was Magnum Opus. <laughs> true. And his introductory album was Platinum Underground. Oh. We also on. have two new members. They're actually a duo. He's quite imp- even, I'm qu- waiting to hear this goddamn. Story. Quite impressive. <laughs> and then his DJ not quite oh, as impressive. Oh, oh quite impressive. Mm. All right. Sorry. <laughs> 
So I walk into this venue. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're like 19, 20. Like, we're getting played as a motherfucker, like, by adults. Okay. What adults running the venue, adults promoting the event. Oh, just... Adults managing the headliners. Oh. We're like 19-year-old fucking retard So, like, we're not going to pay you shit. And you're so they're like, oh, it. yeah, you're definitely not getting paid. And, oh, yeah, you're totally providing your equipment. And, you know, you're, you're getting... Dude, it's all about the exposure, man. Like, this is a major opportunity. Yeah. Time after time after yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, like... <clears throat> I go in there, set up my techs and all that shit. Vanilla Ice is a three-man act. There's Vanilla Ice himself, okay. and then he's Was got... Was he Neapolitan? He had chocolate and strawberry. <laughs> 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 no, nah, he wouldn't have that. He would just be in a box all to himself. Right. So I go in there. I'm like, you know, here for sound check, like hours before the show, because like I said, there's like 14 acts on the bill. Every act needs, you know, what, 45 minutes or whatever they could possibly squeeze in. So fucking Vanilla Ice won't come into the building until everything is perfect. Everything's perfectly mixed down and sound checked and shit for him. So I haven't even seen the dude yet. All I see is his drummer and his DJ. Uh And the drummer is like setting up his drums and he's like cussing and muttering under his breath. Fucking Vanilla son of a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. And then like I meet the DJ. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, I'm Ross. You know, this is my setup. You know, I'm excited to see your show. Blah, blah, blah. And he's all pissed off. And he's like setting his mixer up and like pieces are falling off of it. I'm like, what's what what's up with your sim- shit, man? He's like, man, that fucking punk ass son of a bitch. Vanilla Ice. Fuck that guy. We just got this huge argument. He just has this way of flipping out. I just, I don't know. I just threw my mixer on the ground and it exploded in a million pieces. Holy I'm like, shit. Damn, that is some band drama right there. So he's setting his shit up and he puts a this fucking brick looking chunk of metal uh-huh. and like this power tool on the table and I was uh-huh. like what the shit is that and he's like so this is a bar of zinc and this is a power sander and during the show I'm instructed to like spray sparks all over the crowd <laughs> and then <laughs> yo are you a DJ <laughs> yes can you work a drill <laughs> wow and then so and then the drummer starts warming up and he's like <laughs> like uh, double pedal madness and I was like is this really what this is going to be like alright and and then I hear a Vanilla Ice's manager standing there he's like the most stressed out looking dude I've ever right. seen I mean he's like <laughs> just shivering like George Costanza and so we, yeah we, <laughs> like, <laughs> well kind of like more like Mandalay Kramer just oh, more Kramer okay. like very spazzy Mandalay. and uh, Bandley. he's like I, he, I overhear him saying something about water during the set and I was like hey excuse me like could you just repeat that for me he's like yeah so vanilla ice during his set we we keep like two cases of deer park water next to his little setup and uh-huh. he just relentlessly throws the, the crowd. crowd with water and i was like all right all right i get the theatrics and shit but you got to understand this is my equipment this is these are my children here right. this is dj equipment this is the only dj equipment i've got and it's located like five feet from where this guy's going to be standing i'm really really not cool with any liquids being thrown about as a matter of fact i would really like that to not happen and the guy's like, dude, you don't understand. Like, we could be here sound checking for six hours. And I swear, if, if one thing is wrong, Vanilla Ice will cancel the whole show. None of us get paid. None of the fans get their ticket refunds. Like, it, it, this guy's caused so many uproars. Like, and holy shit. So I'm like, I, I was like, I don't care, man. Like, this can't happen. And I talk to the promoter, make sure it doesn't happen. I go outside, make a phone call. You know, talk to some people. Come in. He's dumping water on you. Vanilla. I don't remember the <laughs> sequence of events, He's but I pissing all over him. I remember coming in and watching Vanilla Ice like this motherfucker. He set up his own little podium of like, you know, 
Chinese rugs or whatever. It was okay. like this elevated platform just for himself. Okay. And Chinese he's rugs. all in the mic like, <laughs> while his drummer's like, and the DJ is spraying sparks everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I see Vanilla During Ice. During sound check. No, no, no. This was the show. <laughs> During I think I fast forward okay. it a little bit. Okay. So we had sound check Vanilla too. Ice has just multiple water bottles in each hand, just spraying water everywhere. And uh, eventually the crowd throws this huge tidal back. wave of water of right course, back at him. Of course and I watch it hit the DJ no. behind him and splash all over no. my shit. The DJ is like soaking wet and I no. fucking lost it. How dude. pissed was he? I went on stage. Now the DJ is you like went on used stage? to that. That's like part of his. How did it not fuck? his stuff up though because he was using my shit <laughs> oh holy shit so I went on stage like in the middle of their set freaking out and the fucking manager and the promoter had to like drag me off the stage I almost got in a fist fight with these guys and like they're trying to call me down and shit and the owner of the club's like alright relax man relax if anything's wrong with your shit I'll just buy you a new set don't worry about it I'm like but you couldn't even pay me like 50 fucking dollars right. and I gotta deal with this shit right like so what Vanilla Ice like ass. they did like each group was supposed to take like I don't know an hour to sound check 45 minutes Vanilla Ice and his squad they took four hours no one else even the other headliners on the bill got any sound check whatsoever what happened was Vanilla won't even enter the building until everything's perfect and then so he goes up to the sound guy the house sound guy that works there whose career it is to mix down music in a venue and he tells him he pushes the dude out of the way and redoes every single kit of the drum and like did it sound better like did he know what he was doing I don't know (laughs) actually I was told uh, it sounded yeah. like he kind of knew what he was doing. So oh, you know, he's a gen- fuck the it. guy's like, a genius. He knows how to mix his own vocals. <sighs> so the that was made, burning them. The guy made Ice Ice Baby. Let's. Well, <laughs> I will say this. I, I so I wonder if there's no excuse for that behavior on his part. Right. But I wonder how many shows he actually did. Like I think it's for me. I'm like I'd be surprised if this. All he's got is Ice Ice Baby. Like how many shows he's, he probably? But he did like a, of doing a, a lot super of shows. Banger heavy metal cover of Ninja Rap. Actually, yeah. was the crowd into him at all? Yeah, I think the, the crowd was. I, I was. What you think of his set? I was. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was hype. It was all hype. It was all like gimmick and shit. How's, it's almost like he's set how's the DJ though. For, I mean, the dude scratched a little bit. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you know the DJ in Limp Biscuit or like you ever seen Kid Rock scratch on yeah. a turntable yeah. before? Yeah, yeah. Wait, isn't the DJ in Limp Biscuit uh, DJ Lethal from House of Pain or no? Am uh, I making is that it? up? No, I mean, he's in another group. There's another. He rock was. Rap I mean, group. there's another rock rat group where. Or he DJ just was producing. Was he just producing? I know he was in the group. No, that's a different. There's a different. It's not lethal. Lethal was in Limp Bizkit. I'm ashamed to know that. Okay, was <laughs> lethal. No, I, I'm yeah. like very confident about that one. Okay, yeah. I thought there was. I mean, another I rock could Google it group. right now, but then I'll just get more no, off topic. Motherfuckers, again. isn't the, he's in Lincoln Park, right? <laughs> no. no, that's Mr. Han. All right, I don't know. I don't know. So. I'm not sure it really in the in the grand scheme of things. Yo, you could yeah. Wait, exactly. did you did interact Rock with got cuts? Did you inter- <clears throat> did you interact with with Elias? Negative. Okay. Uh, I didn't even want to look that guy in the face. That yeah. guy sucks. He he like walked into the venue with this like super pretty boy like matching uh, track suit with like one pant leg rolled up and a towel hanging out of the opposite pocket and he's got like eight or nine dudes all following him up the steps like oh watch your foot there Vanilla you need to make sure you don't trip before you go. See on it's the funny stage. man like these dudes like Chuck and Steve were like <laughs> Listen, we should have we should have before I knew on. about this. All right. <laughs> But see, this is this the, ruined it. This, this ruined it. For uh, me. Does it good? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm I, so glad we had. It still makes me want to do it. For no. the record, no, fuck him. I thought I thought he might just be have like a bad reputation. No. You know, no. But 
yeah, that's just whack. So now that I did enough shit Burning talking them. about um, <laughs> certain people in the music industry, I will say of all you didn't the, really talk any shit about the, anybody of that all we the know. assholes I've ever encountered in the music yeah. industry. Vanilla Ice probably, uh, you know what? Maybe he's just really bitter <clears throat> and like vindictive. But uh, to who though? Like taking uh, it, it out it on himself. people like he you. Did it to himself. Well, all right. Even if even if he was. Somehow, like, Suge Knight actually did do that or whatever. Like, uh, somebody was like, you got to be this clown. Right. Like, him taking it out on you, that's such, like, a bitch move. Like, being like, I'm, I'm, when I sound check, nobody else gets a sound check. I'm going to fucking, like, treat my bandmates like shit. It's the diva nobody thing. Wins. It's the diva complex that comes along with uh, <clears throat> just being a I dickhead. Mean, human There's beings are I, impressionable. I think that if, if your name, DJ name, rap name, producer name, has anything to do with the fact that you're white, you're corny. <laughs> right? That's just like a golden rule. Like if you were DJ White Lightning instead of DJ Throwdown, I don't know how this would I be mean, it's never down. too late to reinvent oneself. You I mean, you know what I mean? You could you could you could remove a vowel here or there. Some dude in fucking Oregon will have the same name as you. Honestly, I'm I'm just trying to stick with the name that I got. Yeah. Because I'll tell you this much. You you guys know um Saint Mike? Yes. Remember St. Mike? That's I've known oh, him yeah. since way back in the day, and uh, we kind of you know grew apart for years. And then I was at like a, a transit party up here in Fairfax. Did you grow apart because he was at the Vanilla Ice show? He's like that shit was awesome. <laughs> like I can't be friends with you anymore. He's man. uh well because I met he's him in Richmond. Rep, I went son. to um I went to VCU in Richmond for five years, so that's where I met you know Mordecai and all those cats. That's where I met St. Mike because he was like out there. Maybe that's he right. was in Charlottesville. So I saw Rags play out there. <laughs> for the first time like i picked up a rags mixtape uh at some hip-hop show it was that invisible flow cd that he did with high c yeah and just the the tr- intro Shout track to something to listen to like the, right. the cuts just blew my mind like i was like this this is it like i s- fucking listened to that shit on repeat studied it yeah i would say i tell people that half of my scratch style came from analyzing the shit out of rags and his chirps and his like transforms and his crabs and mm. And so, like, I, I just, I love this guy's shit. And then I finally found pictures of him, and I never got to see his face because he rocks his hat, like, mad low. Right. All, like, sinister and shit. And then I see him at a show, and he's, like, the nicest guy ever. And, uh, you know, it was just really cool to keep running into him. I always looked up to this dude. I mean, he was literally, like, the model for, like, everything I was trying to, uh, like, tackle as a DJ. And then... Um, I was going to say, I, remember I ran into you guys at Flash from the... <laughs> it was during one of the One Love Massive yeah. shows. And you two have such, like, a good chemistry. Dude, I mean, he's he's my dad, pretty much. Like, I always call him dad. <laughs> and uh, fucking, he... <laughs> he's, like, 42? He's, yeah, he's 41, 42. 42. Okay. But he still pulls, like, yeah. you know, hey. 25 year old. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm just thinking if you could actually yeah. be his son. Aww. Like... <laughs> um, Maybe. Maybe. Um, we, we we reverse roles sometimes. So what's sometimes the? You, you said son. you wanted to roast him. Give us some. Give us some dirt, man. Oh man. Throw some heat. That throw, throw some. What is it they say? Throw some shade his way. <laughs> shade on him. Yeah. That I is mean, what I they say. The kids. If, By they, I mean the kids. Don't, ca- <laughs> don't catch a fade though. Don't catch a fade. Okay. What if you fade the shade? If I really got a, there's nothing legitimately that comes to mind that I could possibly bust this guy's balls about because he really is the most stand-up dude and he's worked very hard at what he's done. Like the dude, he's a Taurus, right? So he's literally bullheaded. Yeah. He does not <clears throat> like back down for anything. He, he kind of seems like he kind of deflects 
um, any information that he deems I- irrelevant right. just out the way, and he just fucking goes for the jugular. And that's why he's such an accomplished battle DJ and why he's such a good teacher. Like, you know, he basically, he was teaching at the Beat Refinery, which is this DJ music production school um, started by Stylist Chris and okay. Geometrics. It's been around for five years now. The Chris five year anniversary was in June. Chris Styles. I just shot a bunch of uh, tutorial videos with him. Uh, a couple days ago. Was that the same dude from <coughs> Define Print from back in the day? Or is that a different mm, Chris Styles? Well, so believe it or not, believe it or not, there are two Chris Styles. Okay. Like legal name Chris Styles in Washington, D.C. There's yeah, Chris Styles the, one the party boy on, okay. on the radio right. who does his thing, fucking kills it. And then who used to be at the Chris. Wizards games. I used to have season tickets to a Wizards game yeah, and I'd be yeah. like, yo, I can't believe this dude is <laughs> calling himself Chris Styles. That's He's violating. <laughs> but style is Chris. I think I met who? him back at like uh, DJ Hut. And he's the one who made Beat Refinery. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, it was in defined print and used to rhyme under the name Chris Styles, though. Yeah, because I think, I think Chris he changed used to, he it. used to MC, too. Um, so you could take a page amazing. out of his book and you could be down throw. <laughs> <laughs> we got the same hairstyle, too. We go to the same barber. Yo, do you still talk to him? Chris Styles? Yeah. Or Stylist Chris? Yeah, I just saw him like two days ago. I don't really know him like that. I, I, that he's, dude he's my was boss such now, you know a good MC. Huh? Really? Oh, I'm going to have to ask him about that. Yo, see, I, so I remember... He, what was the other dude's name that was in the group too? Jamal. Yes. So Stylist Chris was like, they, they had he and Jamal, they had defined print. And it was like a two-man team. Like They had a really good stage show. So there used to be a really good battle down at um, on U Street at like Echo Lounge or something like that. And so I remember the first time he entered the battle, I was like, I don't know, like, this dude was torching people. And he wasn't, like, a dude that would use foul language or, like, <coughs> like, I fucked your mom. Like, he was a thought. You should ask him. Yo, he was fucking dope, man. I am going to ask him about that. You know, I was also told, speaking of uh, bald white MCs, uh, <laughs> I was just cruising my Facebook real quick because I was telling people that I was going to be on this podcast with y'all. And Sean Lucas gets on. He's like, yo, ask him Chrome about that battle at University of Maryland where I threw a pair of panties at him. And he's like, yeah, I, he did. I, did he put that on Facebook? Yo, Sean is a man. That's <laughs> awesome. Fucking man, I remember dude, I, I got him, guy. though. I got him because I was like, you know, you can't rock it. The only props you get are coming out of your pocket. <laughs> and people were like, okay, done. But I was it. When he did it, he was like, "This." He was like, "You can't rap right." That's why I got your mom's panties from last night, or yeah. something. People were like, "Oh shit, finished, mm-hmm. finished." Dude, I would love and to. I had like, to come delve, back strong. I would love to delve into Sean's past, whatever that is. I mean, I've only known him on like the party circuit. Like, it's it's interesting how a lot of hip hop heads kind of gravitated towards more like electronic music or or just parties and shit. Like, I, it happened to me. I mean, I, I gotta say, like, I was a when I was younger, it was my sworn duty to deliver substantial hip-hop music and culture to the masses because I hear all this ignorant-ass cash money hoes bullshit on the radio seven days a week, so why the fuck do you insist on hearing it when you come to my show? Like, I'm trying to fucking educate you and show you something different. And I just, back then, like, I didn't get it. Like, I'd be playing some basement rager house party in, in college, dropping, like, J. Rue and, like, you know, fucking, like, slow, hard 
like New York fucking like thug rap and yeah. just scratching over every single track and yeah. like all the guys were like this is dope but all the chicks are like just trying to get drunk and fucking rock out to like 50 Fuck Cent and shit you know what I mean so yeah, roofies. I just didn't <laughs> get it can you play some bad boy <laughs> yeah you heard that get roofied song <laughs> <laughs> that's eventually what happened you that Ross, you're right you're right you heard, you heard that bu- song about duck fucking? Bill no, you know why? <laughs> you know why show? everybody went though? I or tell me if you agree <laughs> with this. In my head, duck fucking real quick. Yeah, 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 so let's talk about duck fucking. <laughs> we got to segue Cosby into the duck, duck fucking. Cosby that duck is the episode <laughs> title. It's man. funny because there's like a there's an inside joke about duck fucking, but Chuck just drops it like everybody knows about <laughs> duck hey, fucking. Bring him up to speed. <laughs> I was a little lost. <laughs> What do you take? We were uh, we got down to New Orleans on Friday and yeah. we were chilling in a big group and and Steve and I started freestyling yeah. and I will give Steve props in this is that he will he will keep a cipher he will keep the cipher alive like you know oh, like true. if Cole and I are freestyling Steve will kind of sometimes hop in the back seat ao Whoa. but he will definitely keep the cipher alive if you're just the only other MC if I and we to. were talking we started freestyling about where we were gonna get food and someone was like man. I'm going to fuck up that duck sausage. That's what they said. I'm <laughs> we're like, fuck up a duck so, sausage. <laughs> something sounds weird about that. And then it just was like Evolved. blowing duck dick. And then it turned into like <laughs> fucking ducks. Well, I, like, think the, it just I think the thing quickly. that sealed the deal was this beat. Yes, give me that beat. Yo, How do you I'm about to warm the style. Uh-huh. Don't get offended. I also fuck chickens. Duck is another <laughs> form of foul. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Chuck. Leave it to Chuck. Fucking duck, duck, duck. That was amazing. <laughs> so uh, okay, so Rozelle's like, fucked the duck too. So I used to have this routine when I was playing with the Echo Boomers back then. Uh, like I was talking about Edon and Insight and J Live and all those cats. Like I was yeah. like, like so J Live <laughs> he uses a mic stand while he's juggling with two hands, but then Edon would juggle with one hand while he's holding the mic in the other hand, and I was like, that's what's up. There's got to be a way to like. You know, well, hold on. How up. did when, when Vanilla Ice did it? How did he do it? Right. He uh, just power drill, fucking <laughs> pushed the sync button and did fucking <laughs> through cakes of people in co-opted black culture. Yeah, there you go. He, he got he got hung by his ankles over a bridge by Shugnet. Co-opted black culture. <laughs> All right, uh, so you're talking about your routine. So I had this routine where, like, you know, because the boomies, like, you know, DJing for them, like, I was, you know queuing up all their songs and like playing the songs and they'd be spitting over the track. So really like my uh, role was to like keep the tracks going, scratch over the hooks and then they'd give me like five minutes to just flex like in the middle of the set. And so I put this routine together where I'd be beat juggling this this shit on like, you know, double copies of the record with two hands and then I would do it with one hand and then I would go behind my back and I pick up the mic and I'm still going behind my back juggling like, yeah, y'all like that shit, right? Yeah, you like that? All right, we'll check this shit out. And then I come back around and spit this like 16 bar verse while I'm still beat juggling and doing body tricks like behind the back and shit. That was like my party gimmick. Like that's on footage somewhere floating around on the interwebs i could try to dig it up i had it on dvd but that was like that's dope dude respect <clears throat> and then so then i tried to amp that up even more like uh for the second um iteration of that it was like a similar format but it got to this point where i was like uh, how do i say this beatbox okay i was beatboxing the drums with my mouth while i was scratching on the record and then i would flip it and 
scratched the drums on the record while I was beatbox like scratching with my mouth. Wow, Sick, dude. that's really cool. It was a lot to try to wrap your head around. And, How long um, did it take you to come up with those routines? I don't know, man. Well, did you then, freestyle them, or did you do? No, no, no. They were okay. like meticulously premeditated and pri- the thing like about how many hours do you think? Ah, oh, shit, I couldn't tell you, man. A lot of weed, though. <laughs> you got, you got. Do you still blaze? Hey, or you can't tell? I us. do, I do. You know, but you know, we're we're getting older here, and we learn like yeah. what what works for us. Yeah, and, yeah totally. Um, you know, I've kind of gone ducks in and out of. <laughs> I'm a, I, I smoke weed and fuck ducks. That's, that's <laughs> smoke ducks. I don't blame you. <laughs> Um, I marijuana is a tool, and it is such an immensely useful tool for creative purposes. You think? Um, okay, so you think? I don't. I tell people, you know, I feel like a narc sometimes because cats are always blazing around me and they're trying to like size me up. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And they're like, come on, man. I'm like, like, trust. I smoke plenty of weed, but I. It's only in my house late at night by myself in my PJs on my couch when I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the night and I'm on an artistic mission. Like all, my greatest epiphanies and my greatest strokes of creative genius have all happened astro-traveling. But late then I got to sober night. up to execute them because okay. otherwise I'm just fumbling. Like you know. That's interesting. Do you have a hard time remembering them after you've come up with them in that no, moment? No, because I write take it down like, obsessive notes. You got a system? Notes, dude. Okay. I'm like the fucking guy from Memento. Like I have to write everything down or I never know if it'll come back. So right. like <laughs> as as Cole writes that down. As yeah. Cole's right He's here. a lefty too. So he he, he left handed. He knows about the madness. We're the only people in our right minds, you know. <laughs> like for example, I got this uh tracks to get list and it just goes Jesus. and goes yeah. and goes. Dude, we have that much in common. And then I, I got, I got list, my list I got game list is strong. Like <laughs> Christmas presents 40. to buy my family and shoes to buy and like dope drinks I saw at the bar and fucking topics to cover when we have our next uh party meeting and fucking you know DMC routine ideas and like uh, apologies I need to make and fucking just like the most asinine shit but if I don't write it down no but I'm, I'm right there with you dude I've got 46 I just looked on my phone 46 lists like that one to add to yours is that if I meet a bartender and we hit it off, I jot their name in my phone. I got Cause you always remember shit, the you face. Got to. It's yeah, called. and then I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Yo, Mark, shit, how you been, exactly, dude? I haven't been here in like a you, month." When you walk in a bar and a bartender is like, "Yo, what's good, man? Like, the, what's, what's up, Chuck?" And you're just like, "Oh, this this guy's on point. All right, like, this is gonna be a good night." So I have my industry cats list. That's like every person I know that works at some club or some bar where. It's just it's good to remember that shit because I bartended for years and um, you know that when I was doing that mm-hmm. my yeah, this um, list does really go on and on, <laughs> <laughs> on and on and on and on and on and it really does though like that's just I got I, that Portlandia theme for you though, which one is that the washed out feel it all around, <laughs> I got that for you I'm gonna hook you up. he does. <laughs> I like the that on the list. This, 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 style hit, hit all the buttons is want. different. Style <laughs> is different. Lots of different words, lots of different styles. Styles. <laughs> that, was, that was that was brilliant. <laughs> so well, all right, you're DJing full time now then. So I DJ full time um and literally like I I'm just this is what I fucking signed up for. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Unwilling or Don't get a job. Dude. Don't get a regular job. Well, cuz I had all the regular jobs and I sucked at them. Every God single job I ever had, I Best was the worst fired. job you had. Oh man. Um let me see here. Uh, I was working at 
the Donovan House, which is on 14th and M. Is that Donovan McNabb? Re- no, it's a really swanky, dope, like, contemporary hotel. It's got all these, like, glowy fucking lights, like, you know, going around the trim of the lobby and okay. all that shit. Actually, when you walk in the rooms, their claim to fame is they have this really unique uh, shower sure. in okay. the rooms. It's like a conch shell. Like, it's like a spiral. Like, you walk into it like this. Okay. And so... Just something about the rooms, everything's like very cutting edges. It looks like you're on the inside of like a spaceship or like a VIP room at a club with all the underglow and the furniture and shit. So really when I was, I ran the front desk there for a couple years and all these people would check in with like two or three bell carts worth of road cases and shit. It looked like video equipment and we're like, so, you know, what do you do? And they're like, oh, you know, we're just posting up here before we got to go somewhere else. They're all shooting porn upstairs. All of them. Wow. So much porn was shot in that hotel. Like literally what? those hotel rooms were made to shoot porn and blow coke off the furniture. Whoa. Like, and so, it, but <laughs> if you saw pictures of the room, you'd be like, ah, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I would do the same thing if I was in this hotel room. But you wouldn't but, sleep there. Nah. I, yeah. Sometimes I checked myself into rooms. So like I'd be going in there. I would work from 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. and have to drive home, grab all my Jeez. gear, go down to Richmond, spin all night, come back, have just enough time to unload all my shit, shower, change, and go straight back Without sleeping. From 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., fucking sleep in my car in the parking lot for a couple hours and have all my gear in the car and then go straight to Baltimore to spin all night and then come back and get like 45 minutes Was of sleep. Was this before Serato? This no. Uh, no, that was probably Serato. Okay. That was Serato. All right. But, um, That's tough. I went from uh, running the hotel, <clears throat> like literally running the hotel from the front desk to, I was like, you know what? This fucking job, I'm just standing behind this big countertop and people just come at me all day long trying to get what they want out of me. Yeah. I should be a bartender because it's like the same right. fucking okay. job, but the yeah. dynamic is different because you control all the liquor, so everybody wants to be your friend. So instead of people just shitting on you relentlessly all day long, right. <clears throat> they're like, hey, buddy, round your size. Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I want to... And bartending, I had, this, uh, I had this vision, right? I was like, turntablism to me is kind of like exactly in parallel with the way that flair bartending developed. You know, DJing was just a guy putting on records. A bartender was just a guy pouring drinks in a glass and handing it to you. Here's a Tom Collins, sir. And like, now you want to light shit on fire. Flair bartending. Turntablism turned into, you know, all these behind the back, you know, over the shoulder fucking spin around crazy tricks. Bartending, flair bartending turned into like, yeah, setting shit on fire. Showmanship. It's showmanship for the purpose of entertainment and just really uh, engaging your audience and fuck it, just making something extra creative and crafty. Same thing that the Harlem Globetrotters did with basketball. Like right. They just took it to a whole new level. And right. I had this vision. I was like, I want to get really sick of flair bartending and I want to fuse it with my turntablism showcase and bring it to Vegas and make a stage show out of it. <laughs> That's the only place that you can <laughs> get away with Wiki, wiki, that. martini. Wiki, wiki, <laughs> Manhattan. And I used awesome. to make uh, Holy balloon shit. animals too. I still do actually um, As I have a, a job? Yeah I was actually That's one of the things I wrote down That I needed to talk about I actually had a stint As a professional clown For a couple of years Next time um, you come on here Lead with that I could that's, I could do that <laughs> That's by far the most uh, Tell us about that I, uh, So you know Obeya <laughs> He used to be uh, DJ Sound He used okay, to yeah. DJ for um, uh, Mike the Finite So I've known Reed Since I was 12 
So it's been about 20 wow. years. I met him. We used to um, write graffiti together. Okay. Like, you know, he brought me out. He's, he's a few years old. Did you stand on his shoulders? Because he's about <laughs> eight feet tall. <laughs> There's no way I could ever get up to his shoulders yeah. unless I was, like, dropped in by a crane. <laughs> um, I always call him fucking DJ Paul Bunyan. I just envisioned him, like, DJing on, like, two satellite dishes and, like, a school bus. Or right. Fucking. <laughs> 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 dude, his head looks like a fucking Easter Island head. Like, his head by itself is, like, two and a half feet yeah. tall. And uh, and he just got happily married last winter. I was oh, at congratulations. His and his wife is, like, four foot ten. Okay. Oh, shit. So he's going to have one really <laughs> tremendously tall kid and one really tiny kid. That's how that works. Um, He'll fuck her from a different whoa, room. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but uh, too far. <clears throat> Too soon. She's not. I always thought it was funny that Mike Defina was so short. (laughs) So, um, fucking, we would go out. He, you know, we went out a couple times, and I mean, the dude, he's a fucking amazing graffiti writer, like uh, amazing. That dude, his brain comes from a different dimension, like. Mm. Just his shapes and, just, you know, I would be talking to him on the phone when we're kids and I'll be like, hey, Reed, blah, 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 blah. And he'll be like, and I'll be like, Reed, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. Like he just has, it's like he just pauses and like peers into another universe dimension. real quick and then comes right back. In and, which dimension? And never missed a beat. In which dimension did he see you as a clown? <clears throat> so he comes back. Uh, I came back from my first year of college. And, uh, Where'd you go? I, was, I went to VCU. VCU. I have a sculpture right. degree from the sculpture program at VCU, which is still the number one sculpture program in the country. Holy shit. That is a little known fact. Right. Which is, is explains uh, why I'm so fucking broke, because what the hell am I going to do with a sculpture degree? <laughs> um, so I come Sculpted back from credit card. my first <laughs> uh, So I come back from college, and I really needed a job, and I get up with Reed, and he's like, yeah, man, I got this job DJing for money. And I was like, word? Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't know you could do that. So I go to check him out, and he's spinning for this entertainment company uh, that's, like, based out of Fairfax, and they do, like, everything. Like, moon bounces, face painting, Elvis impersonators, fucking all that shit. Wow. <clears throat> DJing. So, you know, he's got Reed at this uh, Bowl America or whatever in in like Alexandria or so it was kind of in this more like hood kind of area okay. Okay. and the boss would give you these really cheesy shitty Gemini CD players oh, no. and this crappy Gemini he was a Gemini dealer okay so he did like the hookup on all the crappiest shit that you never wanted <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, uh, fucking I'm a Ciccone like, rapper like, like those free shoes like Cole's friend that sells Moosehead beer right <laughs> only so, the worst fucking the boss would send you out with all that and this big like road case briefcase with all these CDs, like thousands of CDs that terrible, are terrible numbered CDs. and assorted with yeah. this uh, 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 like request book and you know, so you someone would write down, you know, I'm too sexy or whatever and then you'd look it up in the book and be like, <laughs> good, okay Good drop there, I like that I'm too CD sexy. 2036, you know, right. you put it on I'm too sexy to fuck a dog <laughs> <laughs> So like But the thing was, uh, so the boss would send you out with this like shitty gear, but Reed would basically just bring his turntables and his mixer and then plug in the CD players as like a little satellite thing, uh-huh. and so he's in this Bull America, you know, there's m- a more urban demographic and he's okay. playing all this like, you know, pretty straight hip hop shit on vinyl mostly and then he's throwing in like some CDs here and there and I was like this is fucking dope like he's rocking on Tex in a bowling alley and I don't even know what he's getting paid but like I want to do that so I signed up for the shit 
The boss didn't even have me like write down any skills or demonstrate anything. Right. He just hired me on the spot. And as wow. from what I can see, he did that with every single person that he ever took on, which is, I mean, they had some sketchy, flunky-ass motherfuckers working there. Right. But anyway, so next thing I know, I'm spinning every single bowl of America in the tri-state area. Sick. Like, not cool. I'm talking like I'm standing there. How's the money? With these like chunky, frizzy-haired, freckly... <laughs> 12 year old girls coming up like with just spit flying everywhere out of their braces like oh my god could you please play that Nelly song ride with me oh my god he's my favorite oh, and uh, I was just like what the fuck did I sign up for man? DJ like, hell $10 an hour I had to drive Nelly. like all over the map he um, didn't cover your travel costs negative um, but yeah. anyway so I did that and then he was like hey do you know how to make balloon animals and I was like nah and he's like I kind of need you to do this and I'm like nah and he's like, it pays twenty five bucks an hour. I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, I'll check it out. Throw the turntables, throw the CD player to the side, dude. The thing about balloons is that it's like the, the medium <laughs> of like balloons is, going. is so it's a procrastinator's <laughs> dream because it's it's latex. Like it doesn't last very long. As soon as you fashion whatever the object is, like it's it's immediately begins to kind of slowly deflate. Okay. So you've only got a shelf life of like you know a couple hours at best. So that kind of, I fell so in love with balloons. I mean, there's nothing, there's not a it's negative kind of like sculpting iota. when you it think is, about it. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, on, the, on the, um, the, the contract, <laughs> it would say balloon sculptor. I mean, that's really what it is. So it just became, I fell in love with it and became my primary medium in art school, especially because I wouldn't even start making the shit until yeah. four hours before it was due. Like, the shit would be due at 9 a.m. in the fucking crit room, and I would just come in there, like, drunk as shit and just start making stuff. And by 9 a.m., AM, the Why students come in. Here. Why aren't there balloons here? Well, so right wait, did, this is, this is, when you said you got a sculpting degree from college, your primary way of doing that in college was balloon animals. At one point, I mean, I did a whole bunch of things. I did okay. uh, balloons. So you with I did stuff. audio for a while. Um, I did. I used DJing as a medium. Like that was. A but did you sculpt part. things like out of clay? I you did stuff in wood. Um, I was really into lowrider bicycles for a minute. So okay. I have this fucking flossed out Lolo bike in my house still. That was like my. Um, senior thesis senior thesis project um it's a fucking lowrider bicycle with 144 spoke chromed out dayton wheels with white wall tires and it's got this pleated uh purple or it's like a cherry red crushed velvet seat and then i t i took the suspension out of it and put this pneumatic cylinder in it, which is the same principle as hydraulics, except it's air instead of water. And so the shit sits like two inches off the ground, like the pedals are scraping this the ground. Amazing. This so is amazing. So if I wanted crazy. to roll off a curb, you're I talking to two engineers, and they're just like, they're both like, what the fuck? <laughs> I built this uh, panel on the inside of the frame of the bike that has like diagonal cut, uh, like mirrors running down the side of it, and more pleated crushed velvet yeah, and shit. The fuck? And I put uh, you can't ride that thing. <laughs> it's hard as shit to ride, dude. And I put this. Uh, I built this plexiglass box on the back of it. That's um, I, you know how you have like a bicycle rack that you put a crate on that holds all your shit while yeah, you're bicycling. Yeah. I found one that's all chromed out, and I matched it to the bike, and I fastened it at an angle, and then built this plexiglass box coming box coming off it. So it, it kind of sticks up like an Impala fin, and it has the two speakers like facing your head directly from behind. With I got a 250 watt Alpine amp, two six and a half inch four way Pioneer speakers. Uh, a Pioneer head unit with a remote and this pneumatic cylinder that my boy up the street who, who <laughs> yeah. builds lowriders for a living, he was helping I me I keep make waiting for you to be like, I figured out how to fuel it using nuclear energy. <laughs> so. 
that was my promo bike. Places. I would go around in VCU and like you know flyer for parties. Really? Instead of me having to go up to people, they would yeah. come up to me. So. Yeah. And that with the fucking uh, I had the the G bag. Did you hand balloon animals when, when they came oh, up? Oh, dude, to it? I did actually. <laughs> did you really? I've made low ride out of balloons. I've made wearable turntables. I've made lowrider bicycles. I made boom boxes. I made headphones. That was a big shtick for part of my uh, DJ sets like for the past couple years even like I, I played it a uh, big dub a couple years ago and like i had this fucking routine where uh you know i'm playing like banger like fucking you know drum and bass and and whatever like electro and stuff and then oh. i'm just and drop this i found the original sample to gravel pit okay. it's this song called belfagor's theme from like the fucking 1920s or something it's this really spooky like kind of morbid like Freaky circus sound. So I play this, and people are like, "What the shit is going on?" And this is kind of my circus interlude, right? So I come out with these balloons, and I start, you know, uh, what the fuck? How did I do this? I pull some sexy chick out of the crowd. I make her stand on stage with me. I make her these balloon headphones, and I put them on over her head. And then I bring her around the decks, and then I tell her to start scratching, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I don't know. And, yeah, yeah. And then so I just kind of kick her off the stage and tell everyone to clap for her. Right. <laughs> and Does then I just keep the headphones. <laughs> huh? Does she keep the headphones? Oh yeah, she's. I got mad pictures with her too. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, and then I just slam right into Gravel Pit, and then people are like, "Oh, okay, I get it." That's kind of how Oh So Fresh with DJ. Shouts, Shouts to, to Oh So Fresh. <laughs> Talk about the OG. Yes. yes. The main man. Um, oh so fresh that guy is a G the fact that uh, you know basically so rags you know he was like my fucking role model as a DJ growing up and so we went from I studied his material and then I got to see him live and then I got to meet him and then I got to become his friend and then we got to start playing together at this party we did at a fucking flash called feel the love that's when I was still affiliated with one love massive right that is not happening anymore yeah, so what oh what that's no more that? can we talk uh, can we if we go out? into that I'm just gonna say Start a whole bunch of really foul shit so okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just well, gonna Cole can right follow it up there. talking about uh rum punch media and <laughs> man bites dog all get I'm gonna say out, is that one love massive um I don't need to say anything because she's She's doing enough stuff out there that, you know, people she's, people she's, all end up figuring out. She's what, sinking what her own ship is, is what you're saying? Basically. Okay. So moving on. Um, we were doing this party for a flash. It was um, two turntable setups, and it was four of us on the bill. It was me, Rags, Oso, and my boy John Q from Brooklyn, who's a fucking amazing beatboxer. Like, I've known this kid since college, and he graduated from just, you know, beatboxing on a mic to, like, he picked up um, a Chaos Pad, a KP3. Those he are got cool. two of those, and so you could sync the MIDI clocks, and then it gives you twice as many available sample pads. And, I mean, he'll literally just build a beat from the ground up, from scratch, having no premeditated plan. That's and cool. he'll just cruise through, like, you know, he'll go on some, like, 90s boom bap hip hop beat into like some you know double time like jungle drum and bass shit into like some you know jazzy big band shit into some like you know bobby mcferrin acapella type shit into some really heavy like dubstep stuff it's amazing and it's all just off the dome Shouts to John Q. I know when he hears this he's gonna crack a little smile but uh so he used to beatbox for us at this show 
and um, it was dope. It was amazing. It was like a hip hop jam band because, like, you know, John Q would be over here like. Like he would just be doing his thing while you're pretty fucking good you're yourself. Pretty good yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, dabble, I dabble, <laughs> I dabble. So <laughs> oh yeah, whose so. idea was it to have you four <laughs> perform that way? I can't remember. I mean, it, it might have been Miss One Love. Okay, um, I don't want to give her credit for that. That was I hear you. That's, her name. That's her name, Miss One Love. Uh, well, sure, why not? Um, so. <laughs> so it'd be, you, you know, on, John Q I, would be doing these drums and then uh, I would be like doing horn stabs over top of it. And then um, Rags would come in with like the the pianos at the beginning of like the world is yours. Right. And so he would just loop those with a scratch. Right. And then I would go into while this is all still happening, I would have drums set up on a drum machine and start playing live drums on like the, the MPC. And then. So now I'm the drums and Rags is the melody and John Q goes into like, you know, Jamaican dance hall vocals and has these like vocoder effects and like pitch shifter effects on his voice. And then Rags starts cutting a bass line with it, like a tone scratch. And like, it would just go like that for like two hours. Sick. And then we'd have MCs step in. I'm pretty sure I saw you there a couple times. That's the, the time I saw you and Rags and you like your chemistry was, it was amazing. You know, it's, I mean, I remember like, the first time I saw Chuck perform or like interacted with them and then once we started like doing music together it was pretty seamless and I got the same impression about you and Rags dude it was it was meant to happen like I always looked forward to a day my uh, you know I'll just say real quick when I was in college um fucking I was 20 and the VCU created the study abroad program and you know my parents were always pushing to have me like well traveled and stuff so they sent me this shit it's in Italy so I was like fuck yeah I want to like see my homeland, meet the people, take a million pictures, learn the language, right? Go on a couple dates, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, spicy meat, the ball. Yeah, I, I checked off every single one of those boxes on the check. All right. How long um, were you there? Oh, that's I right. was there, there for, for five some... weeks. Okay. And uh, did you get booed up, or you were just try, trying out the pasta? No, nah, man, song? I was just I was trying to wrap his cannoli around something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hit the, hit so, that mortadella. <laughs> we got more. <laughs> Spray the so, balsamic on somebody. So it was it was two <laughs> <laughs> it was two art classes. They had um like ceramics and they had drawing from life. And we were in this like random ass middle of nowhere like farm town, uh, like forty minutes south of Perugia. They were regionally renowned for their ceramic work, so that's how we had the connect out there. And but we're doing the the life were you, drawing like shit. at a school there. Where yeah, so we were staying in a hotel that. Uh, sh was connected to a convent or a church or something. So we were getting waited on by priests and nuns that were like four Holy and a half shit. feet tall. No mm. one spoke a lick of English. This language had never had English-speaking people ever visit it. So wow. my class of 12 got in the local newspaper, or well, like a few. And Did uh, you understand the headline? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to learn how to speak Italian just to get around. I got this right. Italian translation dictionary. Uh -huh. And I remember we get there. It's a 22-hour trip from here. You go from here to New York to London to Italy and then take this long train ride through the mountains. And then we finally get out there, and they got this dude in this little three-wheeled, like, miniature farm pickup truck that would cart two of us at a time all the way up the hill uh -huh. until we're all there. So we get there at, like, 4 in the morning, and... 
everyone else is all pissed off and cranky and they go to bed and I'm just standing outside smoking a cigarette when I used to smoke cigarettes. Uh, ten years without a cigarette. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. You think you're better wow. than me? <laughs> <laughs> it's more money to blow on alcohol. That's all. <laughs> um, so I'm standing there. I'm just kind of digging the scene, just you know, warming up, to acclimating to the environment. And these two kids come stumbling out of the woods, like giggling and shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they come up to like, oh, 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 ah, oh, oh, come on, DJ. Um, would you... So Americano, see, see, uh, would you uh, like uh, uh, to smoke a joint? <laughs> that was wow. like, yes! Holy shit. <laughs> Struck gold, man. We uh, we hit it off real well, me and all the local cats. like, Because they're these Italian kids that had little to no exposure to American culture like ever like in front of their face. So they, so they were, were all about They you. were enamored. Like yeah. They were like, I brought graffiti magazines with me, and they Whoa. begged on bended knee for Whoa. me to break them off Just my favorite them. mags. Just, uh. And they had me like beatbox for them and like breakdance and fuck. And they would like just keep me like wasted at the bar and fucking we we had a great time. So anyway, when I was on this mountaintop at like six thirty in the morning, and everyone's sitting around me like you know, pastelling the the mountainscape, and I'm just sitting there goofing off. And my teacher comes up and he's like, "So Ross, why are you here?" And I was like, "What the hell do you mean?" He's like, "Why are you here? You're obviously not here to do the work. So really, like, why did you come all the way out here?" I was kind of offended by it at first, yeah. and then. <clears throat> He's like, all right, let me let me change it up a little bit. What is it that you really want? What is your biggest goal in life? And I sat and thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I really want to make my role models into my peers. And he's like, well, you know what? You need to go out and fucking do that. <laughs> and you know, he was he was kind of a prick, but those words always resonated with me because ever since then, that's always been my goal. Yeah. And it really has all these years in this game. Like you know, you start to have years and years under your belt and you start to like kind of question yourself like am I really on track like am I doing is this all that I'm ever going to achieve like am I doing good am I not doing good I don't know but regardless of all that just looking at everything that I've been able to experience like to be able to hang meet so many people that that influenced me like along my journey like I had people that inspired me so much that led me to become what it is that I am and do what I do and and now like lo and behold you stop and look around and you realize like now you're in the cockpit and right. I got 13 year old kids coming into the DJ school all wide eyed like trying to learn how to scratch and beat juggle and produce and fucking they hang on your every word and like everything that you show them or don't show them or, or the way that you present it or whatever that's going to have an impact on them and it's like I'm just thrilled. That in itself is a blessing. Being able and imagine to imagine that that experience also will keep you humble. Remind you <coughs> of when that you were in their position. You got to be a real asshole to take advantage of people that innocent. Totally. You know, like I, it drives me nuts. Vanilla ice. teachers, like right. Vanilla ice being like I'm authentic or ducks. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've seen some. Sedu- I've seen some seductive <laughs> looking ducks out there. <laughs> you heard of the new artist Seduck X? Seduck X. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What does he sound like though? <laughs> If ID was here, he could do an impression. I of keep him. my tongue in my mouth. You're a duck. <laughs> pee and I pee in the pool. Sound. <laughs> Affleck. What was the Brad Nubian song about? Where he's like the girl wouldn't let him hit, and he had a line. He was like, "I keep my tongue in my mouth because I can't see down south." Some shit like that. <laughs> he was talking about it, and then I always thought it was odd in the video that they showed a mallard fly away at that point. Interesting, man. Interesting. You got your eyes set on these ducks, yeah. Right, that's all them. <laughs> they, uh, so they, Grand Poova had the joint where he was like, "And don't even come with that sixty-nine, hun, because I told you last week, sixty-eight, and I owe you one." Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, shit, what the fuck else did I want to talk to you Tell guys about? Tell us more dirt about rags, man. Dirty Hold on, I want to ask, when you were talking about gra- graffiti mags, was it while you were sleeping? Was we, that when while you were sleeping yeah, it was popping? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tower Records right. used to have the Tower illest Records fucking have a good uh, magazine graffiti section. magazine set yeah. up, and it's just, just such a shame that they, Life they tanked. Life sucks, die. Yeah. That's why we get high, because you never know when you're going to go. Oh, speaking of that, yo, I just, uh, I got these homies in Baltimore uh, by the name of Bunk Buddha, and... Shout outs to Bunk Buddha. Shout outs to Bunk Buddha. Um, it started out as one dude, my homie Scott, and then he turned it into this like full project where he took on Corey on drums and uh, Mike on bass. And so it's a band now. And they, they write so much original music. They're sitting on like 50-something original tracks right now that they haven't released yet. Like They play them live and stuff. And they're, they're fucking amazing. And like Scott and Corey are you know, accomplished, um, like club DJs. Like that's how I met them at first is like on the rave circuit or whatever, but they also put on these awesome like live shows. And so they asked me a few weeks ago, they're like, yo, so we're trying to switch it up a bit. And so we wanted to do this live cover of the Illmatic album. And we were wondering if you wanted to like sit in and do cuts for it. And I was like, fuck yeah. So, you know, they, it was amazing what, how they did this. They, they Scott is when, when they're performing Scott's like manning the Ableton controls gotcha Corey's on drums Mike's on bass and so they found all the original samples to all the 10 beats on the album sure and they reconstructed the beats from the ground up and then they left out or high passed the drums and the bass so that so those could be done live and so I went in and found all the, the vocal samples and so we just did it like that like we had this hip hop show at the 8x10 in Baltimore which is a really dope venue it's like this uh, very dope venue Fed Hill right yeah yeah it's like a it's yeah. like a mini 930 club like it's got the yep. pit and then it's got this like wraparound second floor balcony where you get this great view of like everything that's going on on the stage and uh, by the way we, if I can stop you is high pass a term for when you EQ the drums and bass out yeah, of yeah. So sample? if you're looking at, let's say, um, on like a DJ mixer, and you hear some guy, you know, be like, you know, what I'm saying, like you, you literally only let the highs pass through right. the filter. So okay. high passing, like if you had a full track and it had, dr- like the sample. Here, here, hold up, Chuck. Yeah. I just hadn't heard the term. I, I, I kind of understand the methodology to it, but it's pretty. Are you gonna high pass this I'm just like, duck I'm just, fucking song? <laughs> this mix is not great with the high pass, but anyways. So, Don't fuck that duck. <laughs> fuck that duck. Fuck that duck. That's the R&B Ow! version. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, so fucking, we did that. Um, we so we, we put on this hip hop show. It had like six other acts, all mostly Baltimore based. So it was like And you guys did the entire Illmatic album so while six we had other acts s- waited to we perform? Had, no, 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 no. So it was kinda like in the in the style of rum punch, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Insane amounts of opening acts before we get to the gotcha. the main shit. But so they had six acts before us. It was like Billy Live and like Diligence and uh shit. Bunch of other cats. I feel bad that I can't name them all right now, but everybody killed it fucking killed it and then so me and the band we did the whole Illmatic album and it's all instrumental somebody's rhyming so we got yeah, all those MCs to rhyming? come out and, okay. and just cipher over the shit so it had this good very idea. live like organic feel yeah. to it and it was it was fucking dope man I think we recorded it I gotta look into that um, you guys have heard Elmatic, right? say what? you heard the Elzai cover of 
Illmatic? Uh-uh. It's pretty amazing. Is it? It's pretty awesome. <laughs> you have it? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. It's, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, so that's cool. You know, again, like I'm, I'm really... I always say how thankful I am that I came from a hip-hop background, like a proper hip-hop background. Because, I mean, hip-hop has always been about skills and, you know, not faking the funk and shit. Like, uh, again... Well, the other <coughs> thing I, I, I've always felt like uh, about hip-hop is... And Edon alluded to this when uh, we had him on here. When there's quality control to ensure that it's done right, hip-hop's, it's a pretty amazing art form. Mm -hmm. When it's done poorly like anything else, it's just an amateur hour that goes on for fucking five hours. It just sucks. You know what I mean? Well, I I said that to Steve. We were hanging out in uh, New Orleans last weekend, and I said (laughs) that the irony about hip-hop is that my favorite song, like I love a lot of different genres of music, and hip-hop is still 51% of what I listen to, and all other genres are at best 49%. But I was like, my favorite song, if I like, if you were to take my entire life, my favorite song is probably a rap song, and the song I hate the most is probably a rap <laughs> song. Yeah, it was a good point. <coughs> very true, very true. It was like, I have never heard that reggae song where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this reggae this song. This dude needs to, <laughs> so, he needs to wise up. Things ain't all right. <laughs> Did you feel like it was easy you know to transition into like hey, yo, fuck the this. EDM type thing? Well, so what happened was like, you know, I was in Richmond. I told you I was like militantly dedicated to to delivering this proper shit to people. But I just realized like I felt like I was fighting a losing battle. You know, it was just the times were changing. It was all about this fucking ignorant party rap. It's all about partying. I couldn't. I just didn't know how to stomach it. I was like, dude, like I, I really... I, I want to commit my life to this, but I'm really discouraged with the state of this style of this culture that I've you know committed so much of my time to. And then my boy was like, yo, come this way. Check it here. Eat this. Here, listen to this. This is drum and bass. You fuck with that? All right. Yeah. And so he, he So once you go to drum and bass, then it's easy to go back to like trap rap and play that shit. He just, my boy like showed me these, you know, drum and bass and then our other close friend like... They, I was like the guinea pig, and they're like these old jaded ravers that like, you know, had fresh meat to like fuck with, and okay. they just showed me breakbeats and house and fucking. Well, yeah. the other th- the thing I always noticed with successful rap acts was, you know, either sonically or just aesthetically, style wise, they were able to create a scene, and I felt like when EDM came and like the house, like it's like its own scene. The reason that music is has any power at all is because it makes people want to dance. Yeah, true. You know, and that, and then so, all right, what kind of dancing are we going to do? What kind of drugs are associated with that? I and plus, dude, I always liked rhyming to dubstep. I like, I thought dubstep. I, I was like, I get why people would knock this, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. If I'm ever about to rhyme to dubstep, I come in and I go, <laughs> Yo, pretty pretty vote to the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just every every line starts with that. Shout out to shout out to the homie Eric. <laughs> Eric. We were no, at we, a bachelor we, we, party this weekend. <laughs> And we're freestyling, and my boy's big into like, he's big into drum and, ba- and drum and bass and dubstep. Yeah, and that Spraga was his, his opening line was, "Biggity biggity bow to the baseline," and I fucking lost my mind. I made him. I felt bad because he stopped rapping after that. But when he started with "Biggity biggity bow to the baseline," okay. that, that wasn't Bo Jenkins, was it? <laughs> that was not. <laughs> nah, that wasn't Bo. He was Bo like "Biggity biggity bow to the baseline." May try to hit me on Facetime. <laughs> I don't FaceTime. I'm in New Orleans having a great time. Like <laughs> <laughs> MC fucking Duck Chuck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, bitty bitty boat. 
Speaking of Bo and okay. Rags, okay. So I recorded last week with them at Sleepy Hollows yep. for the ne- for the upcoming DJ Rags album. It's a fun Shout song. Out. I thought. Oh shit! I gotta get on that. I well, so we're gonna play some of your shit, right? Do you have some songs for us? Yeah, yeah I could do that. Up. Yeah, hook it up. I mean, you brought it. You, you got an eighth inch cable? I do. If you don't, I do. Um, <clears throat> I kind of like the chopped and screwed version of this Dre beat. <laughs> Fucking ducks, nice and slow. Are they peeking? Fuck it. I see you like in the know. riverbed, and my dick starts leaking. <laughs> Breaking off with the duck sauce. That's that duck the sauce. The are covered in oil. I'm your lover. Chuck's got spoil. some milk. I want to hear Chuck's written duck rhymes. Can you uh, can you give me the regular tempo? We're back. All right, we're back. Let's start from the beginning. Let me pull it up. Run that back. Reload. Run that quack. Are you ready? Hold on, Steve. You got to hit yours too, though. All right. You go first. Affleck. I'll start, though. Yo. Check. He said check. Quack. (laughs) You got to do it in a quack voice. Quack. Yo, this is for all my duck listeners out there. Glistening. Sitting on the lake, she's on the <laughs> bank grinning. No surprise, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Uh. Serving up a slice of the turducken. I learned something now that I'm bird fucking. Oh, Don't judge me till you try that love thing. <laughs> Beat buckling, fucking a duckling. Beat buckling. <laughs> Say it one more time, right? Beat buckling. Fucking a duckling. I took her out to Bucktown. Shorty was in love now. Told her we should fuck now. That's how I laid the duck down. Busted out pate and wine and cheese. Adding ducklings to my duck dynasty. Wow. And then I ended with this and I go, Sucker MC's duck. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that. You got it. You got Yo. it. I love to hear the quacks off the tip of your beak. Don't know if that means love in the words that you speak. I've never been much for a love ballad, but to tell you the truth, I never had this urge to fuck mallards. Come <laughs> over to my crib, I got a sofa bed. I can feed you some potato chips and a loaf of bread. Your neck is long and your feathers are wind resistant. And I'm about to try this thing that's a little different. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Afterwards, we can take a nap in my pack of Sandra. People say I think you need a re- reality check. I say you haven't tried bestiality yet. <laughs> yet, yet. Oh, wow. Yet, yet. That was amazing. <laughs> wow. Just wait till you try. Hey. Don't That's what Steve and I do when we're hanging out. Oh, God. Those, are, those are like four days old. You got more, Fresh. though, don't you? I know. I roped them all into one. I was like, I gotta, I gotta tell you, girl, that the sex is bomb. I saw your carcass hanging in the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what if there's a necro for duck fucking? Uh, Yo, are yeah. you recording the, like, is this all, this is like a stereo file that everything, like, you you, there, you don't have, the like, three, the vocal tracks independently. The three recording. of us will be on the same track, and he'll be on a separate track. So the vocals are separate from the beat that you're No, they're right? on the same. Because I was going to say, if I could grab that acapella, dude, I would go to town on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. isolate it. Can we high just, pass it? Just we can high lo- pass it. Do yeah. a low pass filter on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, 
Cole's got that Barry Manilow voice <laughs> thing going on, so we would actually have to know. Right, what are we? You, you what are we hearing now? Duck fucking lines for whatever you want. That you, that should be when you finally take off. Have yeah. that be the intro. It's all good. Like, look, <laughs> this guy's very talented, and we can see him being the next big like party DJ. But enough with the duck fucking. <laughs> I have a list of like things that come up during the show that I want to make sure I get to. And I can't even explain the happiness in just crossing out the one that said duck fucking. <laughs> I was like, awesome. gotta get there. Gotta actually, get there. What I'm, else you got on your, what's, what's next priority wise? Cause I didn't, I didn't think we were actually going to get there. Okay. I was thinking we may get into the duck fucking. Of course you would. Now it's a, now it's the highlight of the show. It's a hot topic. <laughs> Chuck, what's, uh, what's next up on the list of things you want to get into? I wanted to ask about, uh, so I know you did a show over the weekend for Beta, for K-Beta, with a bunch of friends of the show there. And I was curious what the actual... I haven't seen Beta since I moved to New York, and probably years before that. Is he, like, locked up, or what's the... For the Chrome billionaires that want to know? He's getting out of jail status? in October. Okay. So there was a okay. fundraising show for him. I couldn't okay. tell you why he's in jail. I hope he gets the help he needs, man. It's not the first time he's been in jail. I think he's got... I don't think he's a criminal. I think he's probably bipolar. Like, I think he's got some issues that the prison system isn't going to deal with particularly well. He needs help. Okay. So, I hope he gets it. He's, I'll, I'll never forget, man. Like, so Skrilla used to go by High C. Right. So, the first time I ever met Beta, I was like probably 18. And Skrilla was like, oh, there's this dude from VA. You should meet him. You're both dope. And the first time we hung out, I was like, I'm in, that guy's 10 times better than I am. You know, he was he was very good. It still is. You know, like I feel like I sort of worked really hard, and like because I was inspired by how just naturally talented he was. Yep. And he's put out a couple albums that are really. Yep. I mean, everything he touches is dope. I just hope third times the last time. Yeah. Or however many times it's been. So and peace to Bo Jenkins for putting that together. That was an awesome. Th- I wouldn't do that for either of you. Maybe for, <laughs> maybe for you. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, I sh- uh, well. So, no. You know, extraordinary people tend to have extraordinary issues. Right. That's very true. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Well, you're down with all those cats. Like, you know know all them. K-Beta? Like Sketch and like Skrillex. So, Sketch, I never met that dude. I never seen him live. Like, I used to, I have his fucking tapes and shit in college. I was like, this dude, what? He's from Herndon or or Burke? Reston? Where is he from? That dude was nice. Fox Mill. Fox Million, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I never, uh, never met the dude, never seen him, but I always, I mean, he was like constantly in my CD player. Very ill, right? Um, fucking so. Sketch dash, dash. What do you got? The other one I have on this list is Steve's instrumental for the next C's album, which I had the pleasure of hearing when I was down in New Orleans. Did he send you that? What were you doing in New Orleans? A bachelor party. Bachelor party. Eating oysters. Street just basically oysters. getting getting gutter, drunk and gutter and scallops. for four days. I mean, what the fuck else do you do when you're in New Orleans? Can we talk? Can we talk about the the aggressive employees down there? No. Or are we gonna steer clear of that? <laughs> no, we right. There was some that. there was some aggressive employees down there. That's, Chuck, that's, is that where you got um, that bottle opener? Aggressive. Is that where this came from? Actually, that's been here for a while. That has been there for a while, but that's from New Orleans. Yeah. Wait, did I miss out on this or no? You were th- sitting next to me. There was a handkerchief involved. Some aggressive scarves. Scarf. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay. Chick- okay. No, step to us with I'm an there. aggressive yeah, scarf. Don't step with the scarf. I was like, what diner was this? Uh, that, that. Yeah. I do want to make this point just okay. because this is something I wrote down. When you talked about how 
Uh, Howard Stern made, made a joke about O'Connell. Yep. Did you see the most recent South Park? No. It's uh, it's amazing. That show Deflategate, is... the one? The Deflategate No, this is about no? how... like So, Mr. Garrison is like their version of Donald Trump, and uh, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon <laughs> makes fun of South Park because of Mr. Garrison, like these like uh, ridiculous immigration things he's espousing. Anyway, the episode is they try to revitalize South Park by making it almost what they've done with DC where like they're just like we're gonna have like residences down there and like these like like artists and like restaurants and stuff like that like anybody who listens to Chrome Bills please please at least watch one season of South Park I need to get that I shit's amazing on, every time I watch South Park I love it but I don't watch it regularly it's like yes. it's better than the Eric Andre show because you can take it somewhat seriously but it's Yo. just as funny that shit where Hannibal hosts instead yeah. of Eric Andre yeah because he broke his neck oh my god <laughs> fucking South Park is a is a regular thing that I revisit for disses and just retarded yeah, samples yeah, for, yeah. for battle shit oh. yeah. have you ever thought about source, yeah. have you ever thought about using the the uh, balloon animal stuff at a battle can, uh, okay so this is the thing like I'm all about gimmicks I guess that's always been part of just being an entertainer I guess um, but I mean, straight up, like, there's some blackmail fucking pictures of me over the years, like, especially when I first got into the rave, <laughs> when I got into the rave and I was eating a lot of fucking this and that, and uh, we were, I was just hanging out with, like, burners before I even knew what Burning Man was, and just people that were wearing costumes okay. at every possible opportunity, so I'd be, like, DJing in the middle of June somewhere in a field wearing an all black Italian suit with this fucking gigantic yellow polka dot clown tie Whoa. and this fucking rainbow like Whoa. afro like John H looking clown Whoa. wig and like hater blocker shades and this like fucking Flute. gigantic two foot long sparkly sequined cock and balls hanging out of my pants and like okay. a laser gun in my breast pocket and I'd be like he keeps going he DJ. keeps adding shit onto this yeah I had like a three finger ring that was like a big ghetto blaster and I had a matching um, like rainbow who, colored like who dressed you for this occasion I, yeah, dude right. I used to be a clown so my walk-in Work closet part, and my part. house has more fake clothes in it than real clothes so when you Yo. get the, when you do the clown <laughs> when you do the clown stuff you keep all of the attire I mean I spent good money on that shit I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on the cheeseburger hat and the fucking like Yo, wizard did you hats expect and the to have capes this? And the I knew we were having you on tonight I had x-ray goggles and no, the, to be honest <laughs> to be honest I'm, I'm kind of blown away his, by his, his, his closet has more fake clothes than real ones <laughs> I'm just no picturing Scotty two guns being like mad that, that he wasn't got, invited in for this episode I got episode. like fucking Frankenstein teeth and all kinds of gold chains we and should have done this episode at his house my house we actually so I tried to start this are you married or anything no. Nah, I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody you treat got them like ducks. Just love them and leave them. I'm saying. Duck them and leave them. Whack! <laughs> you got a girl? Uh, don't have time for that either? That's complicated. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to... Okay, whoa. I'm going to go back to the, 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 many, the many girls thing, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd, you know, we're, we're getting older here. Ducks in the sea is what you're saying? I... <laughs> for, okay, I'll put it to you like this: like you know, I've been DJing for like half my life, yeah. and 
it's just one of those things. Like I never did it for like fame and shit. Like I'm really first and foremost trying to just express my view of what dopeness is yeah. and whatever, you know, as many people as I can touch, whatever. But then the past few years I've just been like really grinding. And this is the first time in my life I, you know, experienced the tidal wave of fucking groupie ass. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, I'm sorry, yeah, but hey. most, most men, you know, their fucking deepest fantasy is like drowning in fucking, yeah, sexy chicks and uh, I don't know like you I, are I, I got swept away in that for a minute but then I was like eh, you know what like this literally takes up this cost me all of my time and all of my money I'm supposed to be like writing music and fucking all right. that shit and <clears throat> so I don't know N- now I'm kind of getting laid takes time it ta- even it if it's coming easy it still takes time is this a duck commercial <laughs> <laughs> is this a duck commercial <laughs> oh. <laughs> To listen, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Where, where are we at right now? Uh, 98 what? minutes. Impressive. minutes. Early. I got to bounce. Okay. okay. If you want to give him a song or something like yeah, that yeah. to play. Let's hear it. So um, I played at Lollapalooza last year. Sick. I, pl- it was, I, played, I, got the, I was blessed with the opportunity to play at their very first official um, visual arts branch of the festival. So like the main music shit happens downtown in Grant Park, Chicago, with like 100,000 people in it. And then a block away, two blocks away, there's this satellite uh, venue that hosts this big uh, art show that was uh it was hosted and curated by shepherd fairy fucking obey, obey yeah and so he dj'd the shit He's, every single good, day for four days and uh he, is had, he really yeah he dj's yeah. he was on crate diggers or whatever <clears throat> um on the wow. fuse yeah so the i know the guy one of the main producers of Lollapalooza and South by Southwest and just everything in that uh, family of festivals and the dude asked me to be on it and I got to play with Z Trip and Deltron Thirty Thirty. Holy shit! <clears throat> so when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, like I put a promo mix together for it and I was like, oh shit, Deltron's gonna be on this. Like you know, I, I do this thing when I make mixtapes. I wanna um, I do like turntablist rerubs of stuff. Like I, I do produce and I do make original tracks and and like proper club remixes and stuff but i also i'm just trying to kind of put turntablism in the forefront especially you know it's just everyone and their mothers out there producing shit like who cares but if i can make it you know like inject like a, a healthy dose of of scratch djing and, and yeah. just manipulating the drums and shit so i'll pretty much take a song and completely break it down and build it back up with scratching and shit and so I, this part in the my promo mix uh, it's on my soundcloud it's a year old but i still think it's pretty money and so I figured I was going to hand it to Dell when I met him. So yeah. I just wanted to like show him some love on there. It's that joint, uh, Positive Contact. Of course, yeah. And awesome. it was, I think that was on like a Tony Hawk game back in the day or whatever. So I have that mixing in, and then I just took all the elements and just totally... Am I plugged in? I think so. Yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. Chrome Bills 95.
I have your gate been open. Been open. Check it out, y'all. Check it out, y'all. Check it out, y'all. Check it out, y'all. Check it out. Turn, 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 So, so that's Jesus it. Christ. That's how we do. You're it's really fast. You. Yeah. Turn your brain to an omelet. <laughs> and that part in the middle, like I was listening to the record, and it's like, yeah. even if the record skips, I still rip. And I was like, what can I do with that? Oh, I, I bet. And then yeah. I just threw in like that, <laughs> the record skipping, and then that's my voice in there. Where it's like, what the fuck? And then it goes right into the, even if the record skips, I still rip. And then actually, there's this other joint, um, St. Mike. You guys know him as St. Mike. That's how we all met him back in the day. He, he's an, a, a perfect example of what I was talking about before, where uh, extraordinary people tend to have extraordinary issues. Yeah. And Mike, if you're listening to this, you're my fucking homie. I love you to death, and that's why I'm busting your balls right now. <laughs> the dude is literally so brilliant that like, it's almost like our human vessels cannot contain the intelligence that some people are cursed with. And so he's, as an artist, I mean, he's literally changed his name probably a dozen times <laughs> and had, you know, moderate success with, like, each one of them. I mean, he's got, you know, his Timeless Daimyo label, like, all those records, like, out in Japan, like, it popped off super hard out there. And um, it's just really hard. I know personally, as an artist, like, w how hard it is to try to maintain traction with uh, your audiences and stuff when you, when you keep changing your brand. And so, Broke but he, he went with Saint Like, he kind of flipped it. That was kind of like his EDM alter ego. And yeah. uh, he made some, he's been making some really awesome shit. And it's actually since changed, I think, to multiple other iterations of the name. But at this point, people are like, nah, nah, we're just, we're just gonna, like when, when we play together on shows, like he'll give them, he'll submit the newest name. And then people just put Saint Like, because it's like what people, people know you as, you know what I mean? So like, right. he's got this B. You're not Carl tonight, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Saint like um, is pretty fucking dope name Dude too, he's though. dope yeah. And he's another one of those triple threat dudes He will literally produce the beat And then spit the rhymes And then do the cuts on the hooks Right And do it all live uh, Like he used to do that shit live I actually I'm changing my rap name I don't know if I told Cole this I told Steve it But I'm changing my rap name to Q-Balls It's like Q-B-A-L-L-S <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty good Q-Balls You still have to bounce You gotta bounce I, I, I would like to yeah <laughs> but I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't have to happen right away. All right. I'd say in the next ten minutes. That's all good. I'll kill you for a cigarette. How about that? I'm oh my god. I'm di I'm down. Chuck, how are you doing with that? You want a cigarette bad, don't you? Yeah. Feigning. Chuck and I smoke like a thousand cigarettes. 
Yeah. Didn't you notice my voice sounded deeper? Just you. Tonight? It's funny because yeah. I feel like yeah. people that smoke a lot regularly yeah, are pretty Chuck. stressed out. Like you're you're not a usually stressed out person, but you have you still got some nicotine in your system. I really know how it feels to be. I feel like nicotine. Like Ross, you could probably speak to this as a former smoker. Like there's that. You a, want another beer? I would love another beer. Right. The first cigarette of the Jameson? day is always great. <laughs> nah. And after that, I feel like it's kind of diminishing returns. I, agree. I haven't hit. I haven't hit the first one today. That's why I want it so bad. Because that, like that, here, that blood rush is going to be amazing. Why, why when I quit? used to smoke, I don't know. I always used to make sure that I was like nearby a bathroom. Yeah. So you Anything you put in your body that uh, like speeds you up, it's it's going to make you like. So you could shit or so you could puke. Uh, so I could take a dump. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, That's, shower, shave. The main reason I started smoking was yeah, I, I haven't when puked I was, off a cigarette yet. Uh, when I was on the road, you got to Wu Tang it, dude. <laughs> you got to Wu Tang the road. <laughs> I would uh, when I would travel, like uh, I would not. I just couldn't shit to save my life. And then I found that cigarettes were like the perfect diuretic. Oh yeah. Honestly, yeah. For a long time, my diet, my shitting schedule, literally revolved around cigarettes and coffee and alcohol. If one of those three things was not in the mix, then you, so you drink alcohol and you'd have to take a shit? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've never heard that. I think I'm at that point. You I, know, I have to say I, I live. You've had three beers a night. He's like, tonight right. I'm going to take a shit at yeah. Steve's house. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Just make sure to use the stove. <laughs> Yo, dude. I'm going sure to use the stove. Going down. He looked around. He's like, you know, I know he did. Nice. Look at that. Yeah, I need I'm to gonna, find my exit plan. I'm going to shit in that stove, girl. His girl. poop's fine. His poop's looking for an exit plan. <laughs> So this uh, this is a Saint-like beat. Um, when I made this uh, Lollapalooza mix, I wanted to put like all DC tr- uh, artists on there just okay. to like, represent. This isn't your track? This is, this is Saint, Saint-like's beat, and then I just dressed it up cuts. with a bunch okay. of cuts. It's all got right. like some LL Cool J horns, and it's got... Do we uh, want to go out on this? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, let's go out on this. Check this out. Before we do, I wanted to say uh, okay. peace to you know Napoleon the Legend. Yeah, no, of course. He's got a really cool thing boom called... Boom Bap Nation. Uh, boom, for Boom Bap Nation. It's called Lyrical Minded Memes. Uh, if you go to Facebook, I'll post this on the Chrome Bills page. It's a really interesting video. He explains how he came about the idea. It's really awesome it. of him. So he's been putting them on Instagram. Napoleon is spelled N-A-P-O-E-O-N. Napoleon the Legend, Lyrical Minded Means. DJ Throwdown. Yo, throw I think you left a long time out of there. It's been a long time, dude. Thank, Thank you, you so much so for much coming for out, having me through. Absolutely. You guys no, are all salute. right. We're going to go <laughs> make Salute sure. from three states away, dude. That was awesome. I'm glad yeah, we were able I'm, to do I'm this. blown that you're like all big and blown up on the TV screen here. I'm, like, I'm bigger in person than in person. <laughs> now, you lost a lot of weight, actually, though. You, like, for, I mean, I didn't see you for years, and like I think I saw you at that Farside show. You you were kind of a chunky monkey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now no, you weren't, but when I saw you at that, it was, was that like Howard Theater? Far Side at the Howard Theater. I was yes. like, yo, were you there? Were yeah. you with him? Yeah. Because he comes up, he's like, yo, do, didn't you used to DJ or something? What was your name? DJ Duckdown or DJ Throwback or something like that? And <laughs> I that do remember like, this conversation. <laughs> Actually, I, it was one of the things I wrote down to bring up. Yeah, because then you were like, "Yo, I'm still doing big things," and I was like, "Yo, that's fucking awesome, man." I don't know if I said that. I was like, "Yeah, I still DJ on broken shit." It's nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to me, it was like you were like, "I'm still actively DJing," and I was like, "I'm not actively rapping." Those two killed (laughs) it. The two, yeah, Fat Lip and who? Sim Kid Trey, maybe they they rocked it though. And then they they had two like stand-ins that. Yeah, LAJ though was nice on the turntables for sure. Yeah, it was just weird because they couldn't, I guess, agree to like 
yeah. work, you know, re- fully reunited. They, they call so, themselves the Bizarre Ride or whatever, not yeah. the Far Side or some shit. Like so, that. in closing, I yes. just want to tell all y'all that uh, I throw this party once a month in DC. It's called Subtropic. Okay, it's at Tropicalia, which is a basement club. So that's where the name comes from. All right. Um, it's a club that's very similar to U Street Music Hall, so like a little smaller, but that's same format. Up. It's fucking dope. They're just right on the corner of 14th and M North. I'm sorry, 14th and U Northwest. So it's like just the money real estate. It shares the same building as uh, Marvin and Lost Society and okay. what used to be Patty Boom Boom. Okay. Uh, it's it's a really sick club because it's just, just... What nights of the week is that? So we do this once a month on a Friday. Sometimes the way the booking falls, we That's actually dope. end up doing two a month. So this month, I actually have one um, tomorrow night. Um, oh. And then the next one's on October 30th, Halloween okay. weekend. So oh, that, shit. That one's going to turn it's the be fuck crazy. up. Yeah. Dude, literally, I'm not even blowing smoke. Like, I'm not even saying this because I'm throwing this party. This is literally the hypest shit I've ever been involved with in all the years I've been DJing. We have... Four DJs on six turntables, three complete, you know, two turntables and a mixer setup, mm. taking up the entire stage with my dude, uh, Dave Morgan. He's a live percussionist. He plays tribal drums over top of what we're doing live. Um, two of the four of us are turntablists, myself and my dude, Heavy D from uh, Locomotive. He's, and, uh, and I got my dude, Mr. Pickford and Junior Castro. I mean, we're all like accomplished club DJs in our own right. But when we combine forces, it's literally fucking madness. I mean, so you got two Latin guys and two like, you know, white boy raver guys and two turntablists. And like, it's just this whole like cornucopia of sounds. And so we're based on where we are on U Street. Uh, we have people just as many like commercial you know nicely dressed fucking ratchet chicks that have no idea what's going on they just stumble in and then you've got all these underground heads it's almost like we inadvertently uh inherited the the core demographic of mumaton massive once uh, dave moved out to la okay and it's not really happening out here anymore so we literally hit you with like you know 90s hip-hop and mumaton and twerk and trap and dubstep and like a little bit of jungle and like dance hall and reggae and fucking random shit like it's just everywhere and it's it's a sight to behold at this point we've got like inflatable palm trees and glow-in-the-dark beach balls flying everywhere we got big flat screen tvs on both sides of the stage with gopro cams mounted on the main turntable setup to show all the scratch djing like sick blown up we got my brother uh andrew who who's a professional video guy he films everything and then we take all that footage and edit it together and project that on the opposite wall so you can see the footage from the previous party while you're in the middle of the mayhem Whoa. of the current party. I'm telling you, man. And so we started booking headliners. Uh, our our guest DJ for this month, tomorrow night, is actually Obeya. He's, he's coming to play with us, along with Jules from uh, Sub District and uh, a couple other friends of ours. So Born, our Infinite, audience. Born Infinite is going to be emceeing. Born Infinite, wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy, wow. dude. It's so eclectic. We got a beer sponsor. Um, uh, anyway, I just people. So our audience will hear this. Uh, we're recording this Thursday. This is going to post on Monday. The next one of these. October next one of 30th. these is October thirtieth. Okay, I'm That's, down to go. If you're down to go. Okay, I'll get my balloon animal game oh, together. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll make a special one just for you, man. All right. Um, fucking. But yeah, it's usually no cover. You know, we started charging like Sorry. five or ten bucks at the door for for bigger acts. No sweat. But, uh, but anyway, so this last joint, this is a Saint. Saint like track, and I just right. did the cuts on Let's it real quick. DJ Throwdown, Definitely. it's Throwdown without a W and throw, and it's Throwdown DC now on like Twitter, Facebook stuff. DJ like that. Throwdown DC. Word up! Thank you for coming on, of man. Of course, man. Definitely. Thank you so Respect, much for having dude. me. It's a pleasure Thanks to hang with through. you. You guys are like Word the OGs up. of DC. Word, man. And no, New York. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah.
Yo, 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 what up? This is Saint Like. You checking out my boy Throwdown. You know, doing that turn the table and listen to shit. Check it. Actually got a track after that that are produced, but we, we don't need to go there. Jesus. You can send it to him. We'll play it after that. Yeah, I'll drop whatever. All right, Chuck. 